Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Coogan Nation. Time to rise and shine and start your day with Duval Sports Media Big Steppers. Dan Hickett. You know it! Jeff Proctor. It's a big deal. Gosh, it sure is a big deal. And E to the T. E.T. is in the boot. <laughs> rise and shine, Coogans. Go time on a Thursday morning. Man. It's Christmas a week from Monday. Is that where we are? Dang. Right? I tell you what, you get caught up in a good football team and time gets away from you a little bit. Every year I tell myself, I don't know how many of uh, you procrastinators like me are out there, but when it comes to Christmas, every year when I get closer to Christmas and realize I've done absolutely nothing, I tell myself, you know what? Next year I'm just going to go in November and knock everything out. Or I'm going to go December 1st and knock everything out. But sure as sugar... It'll be next Sunday afternoon, the 24th, and I'll be running over to the Degum Town Center, Avenues Mall, doing some some last minute. First of all, yeah, I'm that guy. I'm the guy who still goes to the store, right? Y'all do it online, don't you? You order everything online pretty much? I do a little bit of both. I, you know what? It's not that I'm, like, too inadequate to do it online. I just don't trust myself getting too comfortable online. I feel like I'll buy everything in the world all the time. Uh-huh. I don't want to become an online shopper. I'll, I'll, I'll become a shopaholic, E.T. Be buying, you know. Stuff I don't need. Toys and stuff to bring to work. Anyway, it's Custom Tree Surgeon Thursday. we got a lot going on today. Matt, everybody will be back in the studio. I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of good uh, feedback around town. They like Maddie in studio with yes, us for a week. Yes, they like Maddie. Yeah, they do. So that'll be fun talking, you know, a variety of sports. And I always try to come up with a couple of, like, cool golf angles for y'all out there as we uh, visit with the University of Florida Hall of Famer. Got the Murphy Power Hour. So from, uh, from a... Uh, a Gator Hall of Famer to an NLCS MVP. My Murph was going to drop it, I think, even a little bit earlier this week. So, uh, some issues in baseball. I'm really curious his opinion on on this Shohei contract and how it was constructed. And we've talked about that. We'll revisit with Daniel. We got Doc Kevin Murphy in studio with us today. Talk through some of these injury situations. I saw the Jaguars injury report uh, yesterday, and it looks like like the old days when the Patriots would put everyone on there just to not run afoul of the NFL. Only this one isn't some sarcastic joke. It's a reality of how banged up the Jags football team is. But it's football teams in general, right? The Ravens come to town this week with the best record in the AFC. They are the top seed in the AFC. If it ended today, right? Well, Mark Andrews, one of their best players, right? Probably their best player outside of Lamar. Uh-huh. Injured. Went down in that, that gosh, it was like a Thursday nighter against Cincinnati, wasn't it? Or Monday, Sunday. It was a prime timer in Cincinnati. Went down early. He's gone for the year. He gone. Uh, what do the Ravens like to do, like, philosophically? They like to run the football, don't they? I think yeah. they're number one in the NFL rushing the football. Yeah, they like to tote that thing. Yeah, they're 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 top running back. The guy that ha- is the combo of the two or three guys they have in the backfield. Like they got Gus Edwards who can plow and get you the short yardage. They got this Keaton Mitchell rookie who's coming on and he gives you the more uh, quick twitch, fast plays. Well, they had a guy who did both, J.K. Dobbins, who they have been trying to position as their number one running back for years, and he keeps getting banged up or injured. He's been out all year long. So yeah, th- there are injuries here. Uh, affecting our football team and 
Doug Peterson spent a you know good portion of yesterday's very important Wednesday press conference addressing those many injuries. But he also addressed the, the fact that this is a football team despite the recent setbacks, despite losing at home to Cincinnati and then going on the road and losing the backup quarterbacks, despite all that, they got a big football game Sunday, and believe it or not, confidence will not be lacking. The confidence level is fine. I, You know, I trust the coaching staff. Like I said, it starts there. I trust the coaches to make sure that they're, you know, making sure our guys are prepared, turning over every stone taking it from the practice field into the post-practice meetings, you know, and then picking up the next day, you know, kind of where they left off. So confidence is still, is still high. I mean, you know, it's our job. Our jobs are to make sure that they're, they're prepared mentally. My job is also to make sure they're, they're ready to go physically, you know, as well. So a little bit of a trade-off, but um, a lot of confidence in the staff and, and the players to get it done. Yeah, so uh, the fan base, you, you sense, and rightfully so. Of course we've lost a little confidence. You know, suddenly, for the first time in a year, it's a team that's not meeting our expectations. You know, you go back to this time last year, we were sub-500, right? I mean, what, what, what did we play, 13 games? So we're 8-5. and five. We had to be 5-8 and because we won the rest. 5-8 and eight a year ago at this time. We haven't had our expectations, you know, muted, dumbed down, or unmet, really, since, since that fabulous run, you know, started. Last year, it was some big home wins down the stretch, including the Ravens and the Cowboys. So, yeah, our expectations, our, our hopes got high, and that's great. That's great that they did. And certainly right now, during the midst of a two-game setback, that confidence, naturally, among the, the fan base is going to wane a little bit, and that's okay, too. I think if we've learned anything about the NFL through the years, and this season in particular, if you're going to use one Sunday to judge what's going to happen the next, you're going to make a big, big mistake, especially in this NFL, especially in this season. I'll tell you one thing the parody has done, too. I was looking at the schedule. It's given us a great schedule every week, right? We have these, like, monster games every week, and I'm trying to figure out why, and I, I think it's for a variety of reasons. You have teams that weren't expected to be great who are having good years, so that positions them as about to be in a big game. And then you have other teams that were supposed to be great but have scuffled a little bit, the Bills, the Bengals. So when they are on the schedule, it still has a big game feel. And I guess this week that big game feel would be in Buffalo where the Cowboys and the Bills meet. We got three Saturday games this week. Hallelujah, amen. I, I was jonesing for some NFL last Saturday with no football except for Army-Navy. So, triple header coming up on Saturday. Vikings, Bengals, Steelers, Colts is one we'll keep an eye on. Uh, Broncos-Lions. That looked kind of doggish, you know, earlier in the year. But the, the Broncos surge um, has changed things when it comes to that perspective. 
All right, so if you are just a little bit down, and I think we all are, as we leave last week's loss and get closer to this week's game, I don't know about y'all, but my optimism tends to rise. How about you, E.T.? You feel me in there a little bit? Uh, I don't know. No, you're still there. Yeah. Can I give you some... I found some sweet, sweet comfort in the math. Oh, please give it to me. Now, I haven't extended out the tiebreakers. I'm going on the assumption, well, like, for sure I know the Jags have the tiebreaker over the Colts. They beat them twice. I know right now the Jags have the tiebreaker over the Texans because of division record. Boy, Houston's got a bunch of division games left. They're only one and two. The Jags have played five of their six, so have the Colts. Texans and Titans have only played three division games, so there's going to be some round-robining going on between those teams, and the Jags still have a trip uh, to Tennessee, but work with me here. The tiebreaker against both the Colts and the Texans belongs to the Jaguars. You hear me? Okay. Jags are eight and five. Mm-hmm. To lose the division, the Colts or the Texans tying the Jag not going to be enough. They're going to have to, they're going to have to move ahead of the Jaguars to do that. Right? We got a one game lead. So, am I missing something here? No, no. If the Jags go two and two in the last four, e they don't have to, they don't have to rattle them all off. They could lose to Baltimore and still lose to Tampa, or Tennessee, or Carolina. God forbid. If they just go two and two in the last four, that'd get them to ten and seven. That would mean that the Colts or the Texans are going to have to go 4-0 to, to pass the Jags and win the division. Yeah, that ain't happening. Right? Doesn't that sound a lot? You know, when you sit here, all the leads down to one, we could lose this week, they win, we could be tied at the end of this week. It's easy to look at it that way, but with as the owner of the tiebreaker, especially if the Jags, if one of those wins comes against the Titans, then it is over. We can't be caught on the division tiebreaker, and and that'll be all she wrote. So while it feels, and indeed the gap has been narrowed these past couple of weeks, although shout out to the, like us, the feebleness of our division rivals this past Sunday. But despite this um, sudden uh, breath on the back of our neck, despite that, stand by. Sneezes, you know, nothing to sneeze at. Um, despite this, uh, suddenly just a little too close for comfort. Here's some mathematical comfort for you. The reality is that as long as the Jaguars just go two and two, and I'll remind you that after the Baltimore game, which is certainly the cream of the crop in the AFC, the other three somewhat dog-like and flea-like with the with the Bucks, the Panthers certifiably the worst team in the league, a home game for the Jags, and then, of course, the season ender at the Titans. Now, that being said, I would remind you that just one year ago, up in Nashville, Tennessee, they were saying the same thing about their football team, the Titans. Remember the Titans were 8-3 and three and we were 4-9? and eight. We were literally four games back with five to play. They <laughs> lost them all, and we won them all. So, not taking anything for granted, per se, but just from, like, the overall feel of where we are, Maybe that puts us in a little bit better spot. Perhaps we won't dive just you know, right off of the Wells Fargo building if we happen to lose Sunday night. 
perhaps just the reality of if we can just go two and two and get to ten and seven, means the Colts or the Texans would have to win every single game on their schedule to pass us. When you're seven and six, the likelihood of quote winning every game on your schedule becomes less. I will say this about the Colts. Big one against the Steelers this Saturday. Because then they've got the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Texans. Now, again, I'm looking at a 7-6 team. I don't think they're going 4-0 in those games, but I, I don't think the Titans thought the Jags were going 4-0 in their games, and they faced the schedule down the stretch a lot tougher than that. So there's that. Uh, meanwhile, the Texans. Feels like the Texans are a little bit better than the Colts, doesn't it? But that really hadn't been the case. It do feel like that. You know, the Colts went into Houston and won 31-20 earlier this year. Are you rooting at all for Gardner Minshew to make the playoffs? Is there any like, is there any lingering Minshew mania, or this yeah. that's done, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Texans are at the Titans this week. They have to play the Browns, and they play the Titans again, and then they're at the Colts. I just doesn't feel like they're going four and zero there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't eliminate the possibility of the Colts going four and zero, but I still think it's very unlikely. And again, by the way, if I'm telling you they go four and zero. If the Jags go two and two, the others got to go four and zero. If the Jags go three and, uh, you know, if the Jags go three and one, it's over. You know, the division is over. They can't be caught because they have one game leads right now, and that's just one loss. I don't set this up at all to diminish the importance of this game. I think the importance of the game this week goes beyond holding on for the division title. It does. There, there, there are layers to why this game is so important, and we will peel some of those back when we return on the other side. We have uh, lots of fun in store for you here. What did I tell you about Draymond yesterday, huh? Man. What did I tell you they would do, what they should do, what they'll do? I said 20 said, games, didn't I? You said 20. 20. And everyone looked at me like, they don't do 20 in the NBA. 20 may not be enough. They, they like, they, they rightly have set this out of control, you know, irritant to the showers. Draymond, you know, play well with others or don't play, bro. Your act has grown, your act has grown super old. Tired of you running and diving on people's backs and choking them out. Tired of you because goodness knows why. Tired of you turning around and slugging a guy on the court. Go home, sit down, and stay there. And so, technically, theoretically, it is an indefinite suspension. I don't know what that means. I will count indefinite as a win in the prediction for 20 games. I felt the NBA was going to come down hard, and they should. This guy's going to hurt somebody. I mean, Nurkic, for real, had it right. That brother needs some help. And and you're you're out of control, boss. What Draymond needs, E.T., to be honest with you at this point, he needs his ass beat is what he needs. (laughs) He needs one of these jokers to hop up off the ground and hit that guy right here between the eye sockets, and then let's see what happens. But no one ever pushes back on this guy. I don't get it. There's a lot of big, strong, tough, mean guys in the NBA. Why they sit and let this guy... Go through his shenanigans. I don't understand. He's the only bully in the league, man. Yeah, I guess. It used to be a bully full league, uh, yeah, man. Every team now had they're all that guy. soft, aren't they? Until it's time to pretend like you're tough. Like Giannis and the Bucks did last yeah, night. I saw that too. Weak sauce, Giannis. Weak sauce, Milwaukee. 64 points is impressive. I know it's a milestone night. 
But when you win by – when you're up 20 and you bring your guys back in to get to the number, yeah, I'm the Pacers. I'm taking the ball, too. Here's your ball, buddy. <laughs> you don't even know if he got the ball. He didn't get it. They stole it. They stole it. He got a ball, but he doesn't it's know. It's not the game ball. ball. He <laughs> said, I played with the game ball all night. It's not the game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball. Yeah, right. So the Bucks beat the Pacers. Giannis scored 64. He scored like 28 of them in the fourth quarter. He was scoring when the game was out of hand. They got a little pushy-shovey earlier in the game. And so Giannis sets the Bucks franchise record for scoring. He wanted the game ball to put it on his massive uh, trophy shelf. And the uh, Pacers, oh, no, we're sorry. Uh, our rookie, Shwebe, got his first bucket. We took it for him. Good for the Pacers. Bleep you, Milwaukee. Sit down, Giannis. Does 64 count when you get 28 in the final quarter of a 20-point blowout win? Yeah, that it, yeah. Right? Yeah, there are not a lot of guys in the NBA could get 64 if they just ran full throttle for, for the whole time. 28 in the fourth. <laughs> 28 in the fourth for your 64 in a game you won by double digits and led by 20 midway through. Come on, man. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm so over the Bucks and Giannis. This happens, right? Guys are like a, like a feel-good story and – they're embraceable, and then they get good, and then they win, and then you're just sick of them. I'm tired of the Bucks. I'm tired of Giannis, and you know what? You don't get a game ball when you're doing layup drills against air because the other team is, and this is customary in the NBA now. This is where you play to the end, and I understand that mentality, and it, it can come true, but this is like, you know, like in football. If a team's up 30, then they get inside two minutes. Are they trying to score, or are they take a knee? Every time, what do they do? Are they supposed to take that knee? And they, and they do. Every uh-huh. time. You'll never see an NFL team up 13 points inside the two-minute warning. The other team has no timeouts. You will never, ever, 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 ever see the NFL team keep playing. And Giannis and the Bucks, who are kind of a shaky 17-7 and seven now, that they, they kept playing. They piled on, and it's a hollow franchise record uh, for the way he got it. And the Pacers said, yeah, you want the game ball? We just kicked it in the Milwaukee River. Take a swim. I think the only way to rectify these two storylines is set it up on pay-per-view and let's just have Giannis fight Draymond Friday and call it a call it a week. Uh-huh. Yeah, Giannis, I don't yeah, I don't I, I, bully or not, I'll take Draymond in that one. You think so? I think so. I don't trust Giannis's um I don't think I think he's a lover, not a fighter. Let's the, put it that way. The, the fake fighter type vibe. He well, he is, he is a big old praying he's mantis huge, man. dude. Yeah. yeah, that's a long reach. If you're gonna fight Draymond, it's like it's like, you know. Notice all you high school brawlers out there. If you ever get into it with a wrestler, don't let him get you to the ground. (laughs) And that would be the same thing here with Giannis, man, and Draymond. You better use that reach. By the way, I've now uh, created beef between Giannis and Draymond that doesn't exist. (laughs) Let's go inside the uh, Jaguars locker room here from uh, Trevor Lawrence. The opportunity, the layers of importance to this game this week. And I'll be honest, some more psychological than tangible. We got Matt Every in studio with us. We got the Murphy Power Hour today. Doc Kevin Murphy will straighten us out on the injury report. We got some cat chat today. So we are loaded up and uh, ready to spend our Thursday mornings with you. It's a Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. No job too big or small for my friends at Custom Tree Surgeons. I've said this a lot. This is a real, I think, cool thing uh, to encounter. Whenever you're using any kind of service, you may think you got an issue on your property, right? This has happened to me. It's happened with Hicken. It happened to someone else that I know. And you call custom tree surgeons out. They're not going to say, okay, that'll be, you know, 80 bucks for showing up. They're not going to show up and just like search and find something to do. They're going to say, you know what? Actually, it's good you called. 
This is something to monitor. You don't have to do anything right now. You know, calls in six months or a year. Do you, do you get that from, you know, some of the other services, some of the other businesses that you use? You do with custom uh, tree services. Good dudes over there, custom tree. So many of our partners that that we send you to here on the show run by such good people and uh, custom tree surgeons right in line with that. All right, so up and rolling. Uh, come back, a little more Jag talk. Um, trouble in Kansas City too, man. There's some trouble out there. They're not used to eight and five, and we're seeing some signs of just uh, losing it a little bit. So uh, all that and more, you are listening to The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Uh, SEC has finalized their schedules for football next year. Plus, it'd be really fun for Florida if they were any good. But I tell you what's what's happened the last couple of years. In particular, the Gators have been okay there at kind of the midway point, And then the season has gone south after the Georgia game. I mean, not entirely. They're losing early season games to Kentucky twice in a row, among others. This is, a, a, a once again, you know, Hicken kind of started down the lane that you hear the, all this bluster about what a difficult schedule Florida has this year. When you really look at it, if you're any good, it's not unmanageable. But here is where uh, it stands. They will start August 31st uh, against the Canes. Home game against Miami and then Samford and then Texas A&M. So three straight at home. Texas A&M has a, you know, obviously has a coaching change. It's a big game for Miami and Florida, kind of a measuring stick game, right? They're each going into year three with coaches who haven't, you know, exactly turned the college football world on its ear. But you got those three, and then you're at Mississippi State, then you're off, and then you're home against UCF. Yeah, overall, and we're going to get there, the, the schedule is difficult. It's different. Used to play in Tennessee in, you know, mid to early September at the latest. That changes. But after the first three at home, Miami, Sanford, Texas A&M, you go to Mississippi State, then you've got a bye week, and then you're home against UCF. Then you're at Tennessee, and you're home against Kentucky. I, you know, you should be 5-2, and 6-1, and one if you're, again, if you're improving, if the, and, and goodness knows if that's going to be the case. Now, it gets tough late. How about this for a home stretch? You ready for this one, E? You better be 6-1. and one. And that one of Miami. You need to settle down in there. Okay, had about enough of that. Um, here are the last five for the Gators: November second, the Dogs; Whew. November ninth, at Texas; mm. November sixteenth, LSU at home; oh, November twenty third, Ole Miss comes to Gainesville; and then November thirtieth, at the Knolls. Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, FSU, the five to finish. What does Billy Napier do between now and the end of October to get his football program right? Or it will be a short tenure as the Gators head coach. I think six and six gets you a ticket out of town. I do. And I think it is a it is a fair F-A-I-R and F-A-R-E is in bus fare. It is a fair conclusion after three years if you're due to sub-500 in a place that, well, it's just not happened like that. Um, Let me, uh, ever. You know, ever. So he has to win those first Bro, yeah. I mean, they've dumbed it down so much, E.T., you don't even realize that Florida has a losing record in three straight years, man. 
One of those isn't his. They've made no progress. They were the same bleeping team in the last game of year two as they were in the first game of year one. Same issues cropping up. Same shortfalls. Now the recruiting class is going to suffer, and you're darn well right it should. And if you are a recruit out there and you're considering where to play your next four years or the way they go today, your next year before you transfer for more money. I mean, I don't know how you could begrudge a kid who's had Florida on his list all year and then watch the Gators get off to a decent enough start. And then you watch them fall apart. Well, hold on. Why wouldn't I go to Alabama or LSU or FSU or, or, or Georgia or Tennessee for that matter? Why wouldn't I go to Ole Miss? Why wouldn't I go to... Colorado or USC or Michigan. Why wouldn't I go to Notre Dame or I don't know anybody who's worth a flip in football and is going five and seven. Why would I go to a team that can't go 500 and make a bowl game? You know, here's another thing too. If you don't make a bowl game, you know what your only real advantage is? Get ahead of the portal game. Let's check in on the University of Florida portal activity at this point. Yeah, that sums it up. Dead silence. Dead quiet. Crickets chirping inside the big portal advancements. I saw like I saw you uh, FSU's now being rumored with that that Cameron Ward from Washington State. Great great, you know, well, great. Really good quarterback. Right? And you can you can until you get your homegrown guy, you know, get ahead of the game. I don't care about due diligence anymore, Billy. Your due diligence has driven us into the ground. Go get the best players and we'll deal with whatever their diligence is. Florida does have one advantage. And, you know, last year, I think that Graham Mertz did enough this year that when next season starts, he'll get a little bit more respect as to where he stands in the SEC rankings. They he should. They ranked that kid, like, last in the SEC when it came to, like, quarterback uh, rankings. And that that was proven way incorrect. Graham Mertz was really, really good for Florida this year. In some ways, um, you could argue that Graham Mertz saved the season. And even though they've got a hot shot, <clears throat> quarterback recruit coming in in DJ Lagway. Um, Mertz's decision to come back w- was was a big one. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that I put it in my post. There's so much more left on the table that uh, not only the players and staff and everybody in that building wants, but, but Gator Nation wants as well. So we're going to work like crazy this year to ensure that. Uh, frustration can be a good thing sometimes. Well, at least if you ask Trevor Lawrence. His football team has lost two in a row. The fans are getting fidgety. They're down to eight and five. And sure, there is some frustration, but is that necessarily bad? Yeah, we're frustrated, but it's a good frustration. It's something that we should be, you know, after you're not playing well. And after all that, still having a chance to win the game. Um, I think it just shows that if we can clean up some of these mistakes and just play more efficiently, um, we're going to be a hard team to stop. But, we, you know, we've been shooting ourselves in the foot too much. Got, you know, and that has manifested itself in some miscommunications. He talked about that yesterday. Talked about got to keep emotions in check when mistakes are made during the game. Um, something we didn't see, right, with Patrick Mahomes and, and the Chiefs this weekend. Says his ankle feels good. This guy is Mr. Elastic. You know, the Plastic Man should be his superhero name because this dude just gets bent around like a pretzel sometimes and, you know, seems to find a way to make it back out onto the field. So much for that. You know, doesn't love the game enough narrative. They tried to sh- try to stoke up um, around draft time. Hey, you heard, you know, you heard Doug Peterson mention the the c word confidence, right? And 
Certainly, it seems like this is a football team that's rallying down there this week for their big primetime opportunity, and they are a lot more confident than than the fans and even the media seem to be. Yeah, you know, I have a lot of confidence, um, you know, in, in, in those guys and our offense um, and bouncing back this week. You know, there was a lot, of, a lot of things that we didn't do well out there, really, you know, in all aspects of the game. So, uh, you know, and the good thing is what I've learned um, through playing for a while now is, the tape is usually never as good or as bad as you think. So you watch it, and it is what it is. There's corrections. Obviously, there's things that we did in the game that are uncharacteristic and, and, and mistakes, you know, all the way around that we can't make. But it is what it is, and you got to correct them and move on. All right, more from the Jaguars quarterback. He, he knows the challenge that they have this week. The Ravens' defense is number two in total defense. They're number two in, in scoring defense. They're playing lights out right now. They have emerged with just four games to go as the top seed in the AFC. You better bet that that's on, you know, Baltimore's uh, radar. Um, you know, Trevor said he made mistakes against the Browns he won't typically make, but they have time to correct their issues as they go down the stretch. And meanwhile, there is one really, until you get to the playoffs, there's one last shot to go before the nation and not throw up all over yourself, right? I mean, we were terrible against the Bengals. It was a huge upset. We were featured nationally. It wasn't primetime. We were featured nationally in both the 49ers and the Chiefs game. In all three of those home games, we went belly up. Here's hoping that another primetime opportunity doesn't slip past them. Yeah, you know, it's it's exciting. Uh, but like I said, for the Monday night game, it's just another game. You know, for us, nothing changes. We just play a little bit later Sunday night. So, we can't make it more than it is. Obviously, it's a great opportunity for us to take advantage of and, and to play well in, in front of, a, I guess, a, a bigger audience and crowd and all that. And it's going to be a night game, and it's going to be the only game on Sunday night. So, you know, that's exciting for us. All right. So, there are the thoughts of the Jaguars quarterback as, um, you know, I'm, start, I'm, I'm starting to flip a little bit. I mean, I, if we're – I guess I look at it like this. If we are anywhere near who we thought we were, are you going to lose three three straight here in November, December? Is that what we're going to be? And I hope not. Right, man. we're going to fight all year to get to eight and three, have a setback here and here. Is that who we are? We're lose three games in a row, team? Just don't know, man. I tell you where you better be nervous. Be nervous about that defense, man. Be nervous. I'm going to whisper uh, the quiet part somewhat loud. I never trusted him. Never trusted them when they were when they were fourth in this stat and ten, top ten. This against Saran and this I never trusted them. Never did. Come back with a football fix. You're listening to the drill. It's a custom tree surgeon's Thursday. All right, welcome back this morning on a custom tree surgeon's Thursday from the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. I get this question today. I will then follow up with my answer. That's old school here, man. Take me back to high school. Police! Can I get a... Do you have the release year on that? What's that, like 83? No, I don't have it. I can find it. Um, here is the text, though. Are Gator fans pulling for FSU or Georgia? My response, no. That sums it up. Yeah, that'd be a no. Uh, not pulling for FSU or Georgia. Uh, not that the game is not going to be a fun one to watch, but no, I will not find myself at any point rooting for either team to beat the other if there were a way for each 
uh, team to end with total sadness and despair, I would choose that option. Uh, unfortunately, uh, in this case, that option doesn't exist. Et, I got a, I then added a story. I told a little yarn. You know, people love uh, would love to have the opportunity to do what we do. Our jobs are really fun, right? And I get right, that, man. Right. I, I've always tried to keep that in perspective uh, through what even we call in our business some grinds, right? Busy times and holidays missed. There's been a lot of sacrifice through the years to do this kind of job as True. well, yep, yep. right? But that doesn't mean there aren't times where it's like, ugh. Back in 1998, I was, you know, Dan and I working together in TV. I was working at First Coast News, and you know, Florida with Spurrier was a title contender most years. We did a lot of traveling back then. We would travel for big games. Like FSU played at North Carolina. We would, I would go to the game. You know, we would do reports, and so Florida, Tennessee was a huge rivalry in the 90s, yeah. and so we would go to Knoxville almost every year for the Florida Tennessee game. You know, no, you drive. We we flew a couple times. We okay. drove a couple times. Me and my boy Mike Kaminsky. Shout out Gunner back in the day. So, um, in 1998, Florida had a really good team. Uh, 1998, uh, Florida played in Knoxville. Tennessee had a good team. Tennessee had a good team. Uh, Florida lost in overtime. They lost on a kick in overtime. The only time I've ever been in a game in my life in all the different arenas and venues where I felt at least just for one second my safety could be in jeopardy in Knoxville. Yeah, because I was on the field and they kicked the they kicked the uh, uh, the game winning field goal. They rushed. They rushed it big time, yeah, buddy. Yeah. I mean, just right through. And we're all kind of the media's like, I don't on the sidelines and they're just coming like somebody threw a bottle of whiskey at midfield. It's free. Come on, y'all. Um, so, but everything was fine. Uh, so anyway, then you fast forward, right? So that's Florida's only loss. They're still in contention for their you know for their goals of the year. They end the season in Tallahassee. Florida's 9-1. Winky has gotten hurt. It's Marcus Altson is the quarterback. I remember him. And sure as sugar, Florida went to tally and, and, and lost that game. They gave that game away. I've been big big money. Gerard Warren fell on a fumble in the end zone. It squirted out. They didn't get it. I just so many missed opportunities. So, point being, Florida really was, and listen, the better team wins. This isn't, you know, sour grapes 25 years later. But Florida really was better than both Tennessee and FSU that year. I mean, Florida very well should have played for the Natty themselves. Had they beaten FSU, they would have. But the point is this. Even this fun um, job that we have, you know where I spent the holidays that year? Spent it in this Gator grad here. Spent it in Tempe, Arizona, covering FSU and Tennessee, playing for the national title. The two teams that so painfully beat your own squad. Yeah, that's not really the... Not really a plum assignment. You know what I'm saying? Huh? How y'all like that one? That'd be like you guys out there, me sending you to cover like the Titans play the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. How's that working for you? So, yeah. Will Gator fan be pulling for FSU or Georgia? Answer, no. No, they won't. Had a big holiday party last night. We're going to dish the uh, dirt a little bit later. I mean, it got crazy. That's all I can say for now. (laughs) Fire up the band, ET. We got a football fix. The Fix, brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers, Mandarin and now Orange Park. Trust Mandy and her dream team for all your insurance needs. Bundling can save you some cash. Uh, Your insurance needs change over the course of of life as well. It's time for a checkup. Either you or your significant other set something up with uh, Mandy and get that taken care of. Uh, A truer understatement's never been uttered, but Troy Vincent, who is... 
an NFL executive now, says NFL officiating is, quote, a work in progress. Uh, yeah, that's putting it mildly, Troy. I guess he couldn't say NFL officiating sucks. I guess it probably wouldn't be appropriate considering his position. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a message to the persona non grata that is Kadarius Tony these days. Uh, Tony, just blissfully ignorant, lined up offsides on a pass play, and he's an offensive player. Never have. It's literally never called. It cost the Chiefs, you could argue, the game. Uh, in Sunday's loss to the Buffalo Bills, Mahomes says his message for Tony is just be you. It's all you can do in life or in the league. You're going to make mistakes. Stuff's going to happen. Uh, how do you accept and adapt to that adversity? Get past it and do it the right way. That sounds like pretty good, solid advice, doesn't it? Uh, they're asking Bill Belichick about his future in New England. I mean, it, that's a somewhat hot topic. Kicked it around here yesterday. Belichick's uh, response. Uh, getting ready for Kansas City. Um, getting ready for the Chiefs this week. Uh, my focus is on Kansas City. Uh, just going to talk about the Chiefs this week. Uh, Big Ben says the Steelers' tradition might be done. That's an idiotic thing to say. What are we doing in Pittsburgh? What is everyone doing? You, you don't tradition is a tradition it doesn't go away it might not manifest itself what 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 tradition exactly maybe the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is done Roethlisberger said on his his podcast he was reacting to the team's loss to New England he didn't like the way the game ended I uh, called out his coach Mike Tomlin Pittsburgh didn't have all its timeouts. They had used some earlier to get organized. You can't afford in the second half of games to burn silly timeouts and not have them late in the game. To me, that's bad coaching. Uh, I just don't understand this tradition part. What, because the Steelers are struggling now? And by the way, struggle's a relative word. They'd be in the playoffs if they started. The tradition of all those Super Bowls now has gone away. Hey, Ben, you know what? You always were just... Eh. Eh. I don't know, Ben. Let's send a quarterback to some resort bathroom, see if we can start another tradition. You know what I'm saying, my man? Enjoy your podcast. You're right. The traditions of the the behavior of guys like you and Antonio Brown, you're right. Tradition's gone. Local women happy about that, probably. Just saying. You know you know. Um, Thursday Night Football tonight, not what it was supposed to be. Chargers have completely fallen apart. They're 5-8. and eight. They play at the Raiders. Chargers won't have Keenan Allen tonight either. He's been ruled out. Uh, the Steelers will have J.J. Watt. Oh, J.J. T.J. Watt when they go play Indianapolis this weekend. Again, Saturday triple header includes the Colts who are giving chase to the Jags. Hosting the Steelers and Watt will be able to play. Meanwhile, the Bengals' Jamar Chase says he's 100% playing Saturday. He is bothered by a bum ankle. And that is a football fix. It is brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin and now Orange Park. We continue on with our number two of the program. It's Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. Matt Every joins us to fill in with the fun and frivolity. Uh, Doc Kevin Murphy coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. We got Cat Chat and uh, the Murphy Power Hour both on the plate today as well. So 
Uh, thankfully, you're up and at them with us. We'll try and get you through this Thursday morning. You're listening to The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Welcome back. Not every gazing at me from across the Well, I, 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 was, I was driving in, and I was listening, and you were hammering Giannis over this. And I, yeah, I, he's I, being I, a big baby. Yes, for sure. But it is kind of a big deal what he did. The, the most points ever with under 30 shots. Yeah. Did you see that? I also saw this. I saw his team up, you know, 18. No, I get that. Scored 28 I, in the fourth, bro. It's yeah. hollow. You didn't do squat. You know how many NBA players could score 64 if they just shot every time? Although your point is he would shot less than 30. Yeah. That's that's impressive. But I'm with you. I, getting yeah, it, getting he's an MVP in. and a champion. I, I'm not impressed. Yeah, no, the, I know the, what the, he is. Those records shouldn't matter to him. Well, I don't, I, you know. It, they were hard fouling at the end of the game, though. They should. They yeah. should hard foul. And why are they in the game, dude? That's just mm-hmm. not how it works in oh, the look NBA. At this. Look at this. Oh, he chased him into the, it, it, again, you're chasing him into the hall to get your ball. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> if y'all missed it, last night Giannis went crazy. He had 64 points, Bucks record. And then usually when you do something like that, these dudes like to take the game ball. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Honest with to get the game ball and the Pacers had stolen it and taken off with it because they didn't like him. And this is NBA rule more than any. They don't like those dudes in there playing when the game's out of hand. This Giannis is dunking with 28 seconds to go and you're up 16. Yeah. How weird did that Chris, Christmas party get last night? It got a little crazy. Yeah. Who was yeah. the MVP? I'm I'm going to guess Frangie. <laughs> you call Frangie for MVP? Mm-hmm. Did he shut it down? <sighs> you know, I didn't shut it down, as you no. might imagine. It's having to get up as early, but I stayed a little later than I, I wanted. It was, it was, it was cool. It was at that place in San Marco, the indoor golf. Oh place. yeah, how Four, was that? Four, Four score. score. It was fun. I don't. I'm not a simulator guy. I haven't played on a ton of them. I, I, in fact, I was going to ask you, and since you brought it up, I'll go ahead and ask you. Where do you? I'm not crazy about. Do you have one? S- no, no, no. But I, and I'm do not. Do some? Do some oh, pros yeah. have them? Quite a bit. And they're probably even more fine-tuned, the, the, the version that PGA Pro has versus... Maybe. I think most guys, when they have simulators, they don't, they're don't. they not really... Create, it doesn't matter a ton how accurate it's they are. Swinging. They're getting the read from their track man set up behind the it. The spin and yeah, that yeah, kind of the, stuff that we don't pay. We just look at angles. how... Yeah. We, you know, I, I, we just look how far it went. I, so mm-hmm. I will have you know, though, that you're, you're looking at a golfer who did birdie number five at St. Andrews last oh, night. Oh, so, you know, wow. Yeah. Okay. And that includes putting on that nonsense, which is a little bit harder. So can you, can't you? Like I finished birdie par. That's what I did. Those, birdie par six and five, uh, five and six, six and seven, whatever. Can't you set those things to where it's like ten foot gimmies? We did six there? foot gimmies. Six foot. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. I, I mean, it's just I, I can't imagine it's super accurate. I, I just don't know how you're hitting yeah, a ball into no. a screen and it's going to mimic at all what you would do if you were on the golf yeah, course. Chip shots and Well, yeah, because in chip shots, you know what you're not doing? You're not digging that edge. Sure. Of, it's yeah. behind it and going nowhere. It's going somewhere for you. But, uh, no, it was fun. It was cool. We had a good time. We had a good turnout and got a little crazy, but, you know, sworn to secrecy on that. Does, uh, does Kachak get an invite to that? Ah, goodness, no. No? Yeah, are you kind of disappointed? I was that you gonna. Didn't get if the you invite? did, I was gonna be disappointed. You, that you, I didn't you, get an you weren't. Well, you weren't coming. So I would have come. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would have. No, you wouldn't. Where were you yesterday afternoon? Six oh, o'clock. I, but uh, or I was working out. I was working. Oh, you're already done with your six-hour yes. uh, yes. golf yep. extravaganza. And I went, and then I went to. When work you, out. When they get you to go play these things, do they pay you to do that stuff? No, you just do it out of the goodness of your heart. Always, that a boy. I like to hear that. I am gonna unveil early. I've saved this for you. Okay. All right. 
By the way, you're getting rave reviews all around town. Congratulations. Am I really? Yeah, they love Matty. For sure. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Love that. All everyone at the stage, you could have you would have been a star of the the 10 XL Christmas party for a couple of reasons. I would have come in a heartbeat, dude. I, I you would have been welcome, I'm sure. Although I don't know. I didn't run it past management. But anyway, <laughs> you would have been a star at a couple of things. Not only does Gookin at large out in Jacksonville proper love them some Matt Every. But the station also will buzz with your performances this week. Jeez. So they're just coming up all the other shows. Pretty, oh, I really enjoy Matt on the show. Really like pretty pretty average. So that to was be good. Honest. So that was good. And then there's also this. You would have been you could have put on just some sort of shot making clinic on the simulator. Oh, I, I was I'll say this. There's no way I would have hit a shot at that that party. You just would have I just done to, to to protect your reputation. I just wouldn't I'm not going there for that. <laughs> it was fun. And you know what I did? I realized after and Mississippi kind of told me. I kind of went Herman. I went over to the far bay with four or five guys. I didn't mill about and yeah. mingle. I just kept ordering, you know, blonde ales and hitting golf shots. Yeah. Why That's not? what I call a party, baby. <laughs> That's my kind of party. Um, but I do have on my now my Christmas list. So, Eve, if you're still wondering what you're going to get me, uh-huh. I got a spare room. The kids are gone. I think I'd like to put a golf simulator, simulator. in. So, yeah, if you just go ahead and work that out for me. You know, you... I, have you ever been to the PGA show in Orlando? No. It's in February? No. I heard year. it's super cool. Well, I mean, if you're geeked out on golf, it's about as good as it gets. And and you talk about simulate, you joke about it, but you'd be surprised. There's all, I mean. If you don't get the flashy right, high end. There's, there's probably like 20 different simulators yeah. right now, man. And then and, the, and there's also these, you know, even if you don't have a simulator, you could put a net in that room. Yeah. It's, and just get, get swings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Maybe one day my golf game will inspire me enough to do to make those steps. Yeah, I never. It's would. like Cat wants to me to get a putting green, and I, I mean, I can't, in the I, room? No, in my in like backyard. He mm. did the whole, you know, and it looks cool. It's cool, but here's my problem with that. And again, I say this with all due humility. I'm not putting myself on some level. Putting's the only thing I can do. I don't want to waste time putting in the back. I don't I, need that. I had one of those uh, the house before I'm in now, uh-huh. and did you put it in yourself. Yeah, and it. Over time, if you don't keep up with those things, they'll start running like concrete, man. Yeah. Like, they're too fast. Yeah, because of fast. the rain and the sun. Wind, and the... Rain, wind. Yeah. It and... basically becomes like a putt-putt mm-hmm. runway. Remember yeah. when you used to play putt-putt, how fast those yep. things were? Mm-hmm. You just breathe on the daggum ball and it, and it goes. All right, I uh, saved um, the pest of the day until now. Okay. Now... <laughs> I'm not, and by the way, I'm not taking a hard stance here. I am not going to get all, um, what's the word, E? Pissy this morning. Okay. Okay. But when we, when they push back on our Neanderthal mentality some yeah. 15, 20 years ago, when this new phenomenon was born in youth sports. Yeah. That phenomenon was, doesn't matter if you excel, doesn't matter if you win or lose, everyone gets a trophy. Mm-hmm. The, and we called it the participation award era right Mm -hmm. the reason and and by the way that's not what sports were designed for that's not how we grow sports were about adversity it was about overcoming issues it was about succeeding and being rewarded for it in sports the guy who hits 100 doesn't get rewarded the same as the guy hits 500 the losing team doesn't get a trophy the winners do that shouldn't hurt anyone's feelings but somehow a group of soccer moms somewhere changed all that, okay? Now it has manifested itself at the highest level. I'm assuming that the Florida Attorney General, Ashley Moody, maybe she was running around some little volleyball court when she was eight on a 1-14 team, yet she got the same trophy 
that the winners did. This garbage of the state of Florida and the Florida Attorney General trying to sue and legislate the college football playoff for, and I'll use her word, quote, this injustice makes me fear for our state and what we are actually doing in the pursuit of law and order. Because if this is the biggest injustice on your plate in the state of Florida, then things are great, man. There's no injustice either. It's so gross. It's so whiny. It's E.T., she's in the system in there. I heard Gibby use her on one of his updates yesterday. I This is, and by the way, I'm not even going to turn this partisan. But, but Ashley, go ahead and turn in that Gator diploma you got from the University of Florida, right? Mm-hmm. When you're going to put on your Noel helmet and march on Washington, you know, spear in hand, then, yeah, the Gator Nation no longer considers you. And yeah, you're out. You know, and again, I am on FSU's side. I am. I, I feel for them. The two things can be true. You know, the teams that are in should be in and FSU got screwed. Those are all true. I, I think FSU deserved the shot with their defense. I'm not going away down that line again. But for the state, again, whether she's – forget the partisan side. This nonsense in this country right now that everything is fair all the time sets an unrealistic standard. you finding her in there at all or no, E.T.? Well, anyway, she just went on and on. And I'm a gainer, but I'm also the attorney general of Florida. And, and when injustice like this, we're coming after the college football uh, committee, playoff committee with, with, you know, with a message. Hey, Ash, let me give you my response from the college football committee. By the way, they go to 12 next year, so knock them out, hon. In 1993, Notre Dame beat you. Heads up. You both finished with one loss, yet y'all got to go win the national title, and they didn't. Shut up. And so for y'all showboating politicians are just so gross, man. It's just, you're so patronizing. You're so (laughs) ungenuine. And so the pest of the day is Ashley Moody, the attorney general of Florida, who's got nothing better to do then stand up, by the way, and talk about something of which she has no knowledge. As she reads her prepared statement, she sounds ignorant to what college football is, how they come to these decisions, um, and, and the whole package. But I just found it very off-putting. And I asked this question last week. How long are we doing this? How long with every time that the college football playoff comes up and we got to have a pity party for FSU and where they stand? How, how long? Problem fixed next year. <sighs> The Pest of the Day is brought to you by Mission Pest Solutions. No problems there, only solutions. Veteran and locally owned and operated. When you call 944-PEST, you'll speak directly with the owners. And right now, you need to call and mention 1010X, so they're going to give you your initial pest uh, solution treatment. They're going to give it to you for free. That's a $250 value. So join the Mission Pest Solutions team, like me. And when they come out to your house and give you that initial treatment, it'll be absolutely free. got to do it before December 31st. And you uh, have to tell them that you heard it right here on 1010XL. By the way, read the Google reviews over there at uh, Mission Pest Solutions, and you'll get an idea of just how uh, happy people are with their service. Coffee drink. Coffee drink. I read read somewhere, uh, I found this interesting last night, where the 
the San Francisco Giants basically offered Otani the same deal as the Dodgers in the 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 uh, you know the the shape the city's in right now. San Fran was a big. Was, oh, he is that what he said? Yeah, he. I, I think and and I, I think that he didn't say that, but his his, his crew. I think some of his crew might have said that. Yeah. I, well, well, then they should have had him a visit when the was the Russians were who was there. Somebody was there recently. Yeah, they right. They all, the Chinese. Up, yeah. yeah, they should have uh, mm-hmm. when the Chinese were there. Um, you know, listen, I, I don't think he was ever going there. It's too hard to hit the ball out in right field. This guy wants to pick big numbers, and if he wants to go to a contender, the Dodgers are the better pick as well. So mm-hmm. I do think it's interesting though. There, something must have happened. Somebody came up with this deferred idea. I'm, I bet you we're going to see more of these. I bet you, like Juan Soto, when he gets his, if you can find athletes who are willing to do it, who can afford to do it. What's in it for Shohei is what I want to know. Like, if you defer that 6 a, why are you giving the money away for free, right? I mean, you can invest it, and it'll double itself in that 10 years. I, I don't, I, I'm i not quite understanding what's in it for Shohei. And Does I guess he not have to pay taxes on the deferred money? That I, that I don't know either. Well, if that was the case, then that, that could be a big At least right, not, a, not away. I can't imagine you get paid that money now, tomorrow, in 10 years and not have no, to pay I'm, the taxes I'm, on it. I hear you. So I'm, I don't I'm know. not an accountant. But yeah, no, no, I know. I just, I'm just looking for ways where this would benefit him because it doesn't make a ton of sense. Maybe Daniel Murphy later can... I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious that. too, just Murph's, you know, overall opinion on, you know, on just on that structure, you know, mm-hmm. in and of itself. And you know, listen, the agents that play, we're all playing the game, man. Always trying to get ahead, always trying to find some new angle. And, and maybe this is one of those. All right. Uh, one thing I have done in the last 24 hours is I have, um, I found some comfort in the math I'd like to share with you okay. and to Jaguar Nation today. And uh, y'all may have already found this comfort, and you know you may be aware of what I'm about to say. But bottom line, because of the way the season has gone to this point, the Jags are four and one in the division with just one game to go. They they own tiebreakers over both Indianapolis and Houston. I mean, they're like 95 percent to own all the tiebreakers when the season ends, right? So then I started thinking, okay, if they own the tiebreakers. That means this, right? If the Jags finish with the same record as the te- uh, as the Texans or the Colts, they're going to win the division. Have a one game lead. So if the Jags go two and two in their four games, Baltimore, Tampa, Carolina, Tennessee, uh-huh. if they go two and two, that means either the Texans or the Colts would have to go four and zero oh in their last four to win the division. Right. That's comforting. That's a little comforting, right? But two and two, we have we got Baltimore left, Tennessee, Tampa, uh, Tampa, and Carolina at home. Carolina, yeah, two at home. We two should on the road. go. That's, right, it should be all right. Right, you should be. I mean, you should. We can uh, find two in there. You could find three. I think yeah. a lot of people say, "Well, well you could definitely find two. And I think a lot of people think, "Well, even if you lose to the Ravens, you could win those last three. I, I'm not uh, taking that for granted at all. But I do think two and two, even if you're struggling and dealing with some issues, I think two and two is. I, and I'm also getting, and this always happens to me. Yeah, I, and getting, if you don't think Tennessee wants to step in and and ruin the right, ruin well, the party last game of the year, we can't. They're not going to overlook. Well, that, I would but. say this. You know, last year at this same time, there was a certain football team in Nashville where their radio guy could say the same thing I just said. Mm-hmm. You know, the Titans were like eight and four, and the Jags were four and eight, and one lost their last five, and the other won their last five. So. I'm certainly taking nothing for granted. I, I, I you know, th- this team's better than that Titans team. They didn't have a quarterback. But maybe that's just a little comfort for an understandably nervous fan base. I think we've lost some confidence in our football team the way they played the past couple of weeks. You know, the beauty of the NFL is is this, though. If the Jags come out and play a good, tight football game and win Sunday night, we are going to be all in again by Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And you should be. Yeah. That's the top seed. 
coming in, you'll be back within a game. That, but you know, if you win this week, you basically win the division. I mean, you really do. Now you're going to ask these teams. Who are the Texans got this week? Well, by the way, they can't both go. What do you mean? 4-0 because they play they each play other. They play each other, yeah, So yeah. one of them is already out. So, again, more comfort. If the Jacks just go 2-2, two and two, finish 10-7, and seven, they're going to win the division because they own the tiebreakers. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I haven't, you know, called Elias Sports Bureau and verified that officially, but that's what it looks like. <sighs> Tell me about confidence in pro athletes. Like, it, it's hard. To, I, I think people continue to underestimate just the layperson, the average amateur athlete, the recreational athlete. I think they just assume that pro athletes have the, you know, have, have, have an enhanced level of confidence yeah. all the time. I, well, I don't think that's far off. Okay. Um, you know, Trevor, you can see it even when he wants to, I, I, to me, like when he wants to, like his ankle last week and we were worried if he was going to play or not him playing, that guy, that guy feels like Superman. <laughs> he, he has to. Yeah. Um, and it's a big part of it is carrying that confidence, you know, fake what do they call it fake juice or fake confidence. Yeah, either. that that doesn't really go anywhere, and I feel like you can see right through that. But man, I I love the way Trevor is in front of the media. Um, you think it's easier to keep your confidence in a physical sport like football versus, say, your sport golf, where it's so mental? Like, you're, there's at least in the physical sports, you can immediately hustle out a mistake. Yeah, it's a the reaction. Yeah, yeah, I've always said that, like about like about what the hardest thing about golf is when you make a mistake. And you do something dumb, you just got to stew on it and wait. Where in basketball, if you make a turnover, you can hustle your hustle, frustration. You try out, harder, right? right? Yeah. And so, you know, golf, the confidence <laughs> in golf is probably a different a animal of, than any other sport. A lot of scar tissue in golf. Yeah. For sure. You've played with with lost confidence. We've mm-hmm. talked about this before. What, yeah. what I mean, just like completely lost. Like completely lost confidence. And you're a pro golfer and you're not sure if you're going to hit it 40 yards right. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. And yeah. it's, I, I'm, as a pro golfer, you have a unique perspective, but golf to me might be it might be so different from the other pro sports because of that. You've, you're lost in your thoughts so long. Yeah. Like, again, you mess up a football play and you can sprint downfield. Golf, you got to take a slow walk 40 yards right where you've just blistered your ball out of bounds. Yeah, there's been times where I've got, you know, when I was clicking in my prime, I would show up to a tournament and I 100% thought I was had a chance to win. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And later in my career, those thoughts definitely drifted. Just trying to make a cut, <laughs> big time. Not even that. Just not trying not to embarrass myself. Yeah. I mean, some of the some of the worst spots for me, I would be over the ball and I literally forget how to take the club back. Like what? Yeah, what, am I, what muscles am I using here? You must what? have worn out the sports psychologist too along the way. Then I wore them all out, man. Yeah, more mm-hmm. than one. Well, I I, I tried everything. enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hip, yeah. Uh, Hypnotized. I was gonna say, did you? Yeah, I tried. It didn't work. Um, you, now, it's not ask, like the movies. When they hypnotize you, do you literally go under, or is it I just like did. no? I never did. Did he think you did? No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, it was this dude in Ponte Vedra. I forget his name. Older guy. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust hypnotists at all. That sounds like either. witch doctor into me. I, I don't believe that you can go up on a stage and they can and you're you know gonna cluck like a chicken. I don't believe it. Now I'm never gonna put that to the test. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I for me, in in I had a case of like the. The full full blown yips off yeah. the tee. That was where I lost it. It wasn't like through the bag. It was specifically on the tee box. And I did try sports psychologists, teachers, new teachers, um, the hypnotist. You know, whatever. I tried it. I yeah. tried not practicing 
sometimes it's the hardest thing to do, man. It's just be like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm just going to take a month off. Yeah, I'm putting clubs not hitting. Yeah. Um, cause you want to go dig it out of the dirt. However, I, I, for me, the way I got over, I, I don't have them anymore. I just kind of stink all around now. Oh, but, um, the way I got over it was if I returned to a hole where I'd hit a terrible shot the year before, because, okay. you, you know, I'm playing the same courses every year on the tour. And I would get on that tee box and be like, oh, my God, I hit it over that road last year. <laughs> like, that, how? And I'd get up there, and I'd hit a good one. And it was like I conquered it before I'd even hit the shot. I'd addressed it. Making it seem just ridiculous that you ever even hit it. Well, it there. was, yeah. But, I well, it was. but it was yeah. mental, though. It's so mental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, it, I, I, circling back then to, like, tre- here, here's – Here's Trevor yesterday on just this issue of uh-huh. confidence, and so and and from what you're telling me, a Jack fan can embrace this as as genuine and real. It's it's not as you said before, like fake confidence. Here's Trevor in the locker room yesterday. Yeah, you know I have a lot of confidence, um, you know, in, in in those guys in our offense um, and bouncing back this week. You know, there was a lot of a lot of things that we didn't do well out there, really, you know, in all aspects of the game. So, uh, you know, and the good thing is. What I've learned um, through playing for a while now is the tape is usually never as good or as bad as you think. So you watch it, and it is what it is. There's corrections. Obviously, there's things that we did in the game that are uncharacteristic and, and, and mistakes, you know, all the way around that we can't make. But it is what it is, and you got to correct them and move on. I just uh, by the way, Murph is almost here. We're gonna Daniel Murphy will be in any any second. Mm. Shut up, Murph. We're, we're gonna have some fun today. Now, Doc Ke- uh, Kevin Murphy is coming up. That was Trevor. That sounds genuine. The it, confidence it, there. They they don't does. react like we do. They understand the business they're in. That guy's got loads of confidence. Doesn't he? He's what is he? Twenty five years yeah, old. Yeah, he's not, not even. even right. Twenty four. He's got nothing to be worried about. And let, and I want to go back to that fourth and three play last week that burned your ass. Yeah, that throw he made there double cut double covered. To Zay Jones, that was right on the. I know it wasn't a long throw, but that was right on the money. In, it, should it have been caught? I didn't. I just it was I, right in his gut. Yeah. He got he got speared in the back a oh, second yeah, before. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It was the interference before. Um, um, oh, that's fair too. Like uh, for those like me that would have punted and gone a little more conservative in that thing, there is the fact that they made the play and it wasn't made, and the refs took it, which would have. Trevor makes a lot of plays verified that, that, that you should have made. made. A lot of throws that aren't caught. <laughs> What do you got? I'm going through my messages here. I, <laughs> Are you getting blown up this morning? Well, Seven mean, o'clock. I mean, look, at, I got a ton of them, but my point is, one of them is has come from Matt Every, who apparently was at the front door, and he has sent me this message: "Here, Playboy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the drill. The um, Murphy's probably out there too. We'll go track. Playboy, him down. I'm here too, man. Yeah, Playboy's in there now. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, he is. He's right in there. We're in Lafave. Yes, All right. This is the drill. It's a custom tree search. Hey, we're on a 10-minute drill with triple coverage when we return. You're listening to The Drill on 92.5 FM. Yeah, the three amigos. There's also the, uh, the 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 old hangover, three best friends that anyone could have. We got that going. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just I like to surround myself with greatness. It it compensates for my adequacy. Um, it, University of Florida Hall of Famer Matt Every, mm-hmm. NLCS MVP, friend of the program Daniel Murphy. You guys talk amongst yourself like we're in the you know in the Friars Club, and I'll just you know 
kick back and, I don't, and, I don't and moderate. I'm just kidding. I, I, I don't Have y'all met start before? With this. Uh, Dan, you, you, need a, you, you need to golf with uh, Maddie. So it's fun. It's a good to. time. He's real easy and laid back to play with. How are you doing, my man? Doing well. You're still carrying yeah. the ball around. It always makes me a little nervous always that you've got something laugh. cooking. You should be yeah. less nervous if something pops off. Hopefully, I'm prepared okay. for all of us <laughs> in some capacity. It, you got to go with the, with the ball. Is as, that a thing? Like you, yeah, you're so he, day to day? Okay, so when I played this summer, I went back and played a bit of baseball and I hadn't played for two years, and I figured one of the ways that I could catch up with my peers from not touching them was just to touch them, like, every day. And so and it's that's kind of what I've been doing now. So the reason I, I get nervous is when I see him continue to carry around, it makes me think, oh, okay, he's, he's going to be back. in Dominican in February. <laughs> he's going to be. David found his stone useful against Goliath. You yeah, so I mean? you're going to carry it just well, in case. Just in case. You know, in case you have to uh, slay anyone. Where, where are you at on our Jags, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's been a kind of a rough couple of weeks. I, I talked to I – I, I find this, this topic of – um, confidence, interesting. I, I've talked to athletes and felt myself. We've all had false confidence at times. You try and stay positive. But you hear Doug Peterson, you hear Trevor Lawrence, and there's almost this dismissive, you know, don't worry, we got this kind of feel. And th- and that's possible, right, Daniel? Yeah, I think I like what Trevor – Trevor does a good job of, of, I think, recognizing some of the things that you do well. Um, so you kind of take the meat from a situation, but you want to leave the dross as much as possible because – the next play or the next game is coming. Mm-hmm. So when, whenever I guess, like when I'm out with the, you know, the 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 nine U baseball team. So if one of them takes a big swing and he misses because he's inaccurate, and he hasn't played as much baseball. One of the first things I'll do is I'll yeah, swing it at a boy. That a way to get it off. And maybe it was a bad ball. And you know what I mean? Like hey, that's a great swing. Put that big swing on a good ball now. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can take what you did well. We need to leave what happened behind us because I can't be fully present for the next pitch or play mm-hmm. if I'm looking too far behind me. Now, there will be a time for that, like after the game, in the more aggregate <clears throat> where you can look backwards. It's like, great swing. Let's get it on a good ball and see what happens. It, and that's, it's all, that's all great in theory. Was mm-hmm. there ever a time, though, where Daniel Murphy's staying at the plate against you know oh, yes, Josh Hader or someone else? Like, I, I ain't hitting this guy. Well, yes, or, but you, or, learn, you, learn, you learn little tricks. Like, one is if I'm as focused on my own performance – as as I am, it's reasonable to think that the pitcher is thinking the same thing. Okay, you've and always been good about that. He's thinking mentality. about himself. As they much they as, get paid too, as much as I'm thinking about I love myself. That. Yeah, and as well, he gets paid, but also at the same time, if he's focused solely, not solely, but a lot more on him than he is on me, I think just do it. Did you and and Matt has told his, and you like me, you're a golfer, you love to play mm-hmm. golf, and I think we can kind of understand how a golfer's confidence can be a little different from a team sport and a and a more. Um, cardiovascular sport even because that confidence can really mess with you and he said some of his keys um gang's all here well one of one of the i'd say one of the last big ones is what did you do having a dance partner out there in the in the pitcher's box like somebody with you he doesn't know how bad i feel right you can reasonably look and see you have not been productive over this period of time but he doesn't know he's as focused on himself as i am on myself so i would say like I guess I don't feel good today. It's like, okay, well, that guy Do you have matter. a specific time in your career where you struggle more than other, where confidence really was something that you had to think about, or did it just you just rolled with the punches and you knew there were going to be ups and downs and failures and hits? Almost always on defense, confidence was 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 an issue. Yeah. Um, and then offensive paralyzing ever, or I mean, that's maybe too dramatic a word. No, I mean, depends on what your definition of paralyzing. Did it is. lead like, to a if, mistake if that you would have like made? The boss coming towards you, yeah. you're. Well, I'm going to miss it. I mean, it's almost the same thing. I could not move. It, 
you feel like you don't I don't want the ball. Mm-hmm. It would be in the best interest of this ball club mm-hmm. if this ball was hit somewhere else. <laughs> I think we yeah. I think that that registers doesn't matter what level I, of sport you I, play, right? I love what he said though about like if it, it's a that's a great way to look at it when you're in there and yeah, you're nervous, but do you think everyone it's just roses for everybody else? Like they're just going through the right. everyone is. Man. Right. So when Trevor talks about his confidence and Doug Peterson talks about his confidence, they got enough street cred built in here that, that that's not lip service. They're not having to convince themselves of that. They really are. They think Baltimore's coming to town and they're going to get, you know, stuff yeah. right. And, and yeah, we're going to head back where they feel they belong. Well, I think you, you look at it and it, they are wise enough to know that in, in order to win this game, you have to have some confidence, but once you get in, it's going to come down to execution. So the best way to execute as best you can is to be confident in it. Now the confidence comes from the work that you put in. So they're going to go in here, they're going to go to practice, and we need to execute in practice so that you can go and freely express yourself in the game. But I think you can get – you're aware, like, the NFL, it's two weeks now, and so two games in two is a long time. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and then you look up and, and, and the one seed's coming in town, and, and, and you don't want to make it three. It's, I think the NFL, it's you, you can fall into this kind of – thinking like outside it from fans and media than you can in others but it's like in the nfl it's like okay we got a really good team we're really gonna lose three in a row you know i mean so things like Mm -hmm. that make you feel more optimistic i I doubt that they ever take those kinds of um mentalities i'm gonna change topics here real quickly for the for the 10 minute drill i'm gonna ask each a question have you ever seen like a fist fight in a pga tour locker room have things gotten that contentious is or is there one? Is there an irritant? I'm going down I the. Saw, I'm going did, down the. I'm going down the Draymond Green wormhole here. Is there a Draymond Green on PGA Tour? Is like there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Probably not. No. So phys, physicality in a golf fight. It's more of a hissy fit. Yeah. Between a couple dudes. I've never. Yeah. You've never seen one of those. No. Yeah. Murph, have, what's what's the worst physical baseball you were around? Uh, same team. You ever get or, number? Either way. You ever involved oh, in it, a bench clearing? Yeah. It's a, multiple. That's a wild ride. Really? Yeah, head on a swivel. I wasn't. I wasn't built for it. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> so when um, Hunter Strickland hit Bryce yeah. uh, Harper out in San Francisco, Hunter had, had held on to to getting taken deep by Bryce for the better part of two seasons, and plugged him right in the back, and Bryce decided he wanted to go, and Bryce was ready I don't to know, go. Felt like he was hitting about four hundred at this time, and he was our ringer. So I was like, if he's going. You got to go. He's got to go. You got to go. Was there a, uh, so that's a get, and you kind of inferred that you had him within your team a few times. Uh, yeah, you guys, guys have coming together. That's know. a lot. That's a lot of time to be together. That's understandable. Yeah. I mean, Without we, we use the cliche is like brothers fight, but that's kind of well, true, isn't yeah, it? And like, so, so an example might be like um, catchers and pitch calling. So they end up having a conversation with the pitching coach. And mm-hmm. you don't have a conversation about pitch calling when things go well. <laughs> so now it's, you know, the, the pitching coach is asking, why did you call this? And, well, the catcher, he takes pride in what he's doing. He's mm-hmm. in, I've been in the league, and, well, you have a coming together there, and I've seen him get pulled apart. But, you know, we – as guys, I think as men, we're able to, you know, we we, have, we come to the fisticuffs and then, you know, that forwards we go. Yeah. It's not we, a bad idea for everyone as they grow up through life to get punched in the face once or twice. Mm-hmm, Just know what a mm-hmm. consequence is. Just, yeah, that yeah. specific uh, incident, you said Hunter Strickland held on to it for two years. It, did Bryce, like, showboat when he when he homered? I mean, I, I never oh, yeah. understand that. Yeah. Like, that's not – what do you want him to do? Mm-hmm. Strike out on purpose? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what it, – So, it was, a, it was a huge swing in the postseason mm-hmm. um, when they were playing each other. And I wouldn't say uh, the dismount that Bryce did, the okay. showboating, was any more egregious than, than the situation called for. Okay. Like, in the postseason, well, 
as there are less games on the TV, well, you get to express yourself a bit more. The only show in town, yeah. Yeah, and so he uh, he put one in the bay, and well, he shouldn't have thrown it there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I think. And How so, is that guy, Bryce Harper? He's good. He's a good dude. Who yeah. is a really it, good dude? Who was like the persona non grata? Was there a player like unif- unilaterally that you didn't that te- your team didn't like or the teams didn't like? Like all the way across, like like Dylan to, Brooks. Yeah, like right, or, or or in some case Draymond. Although there are those uh-huh, in the uh-huh. league that appreciate Draymond. I, I, at this stage, he's just not he's a sideshow to me. There were there were guys that you really dislike competing against, um, almost loathe them, but their teammates love them. Okay, okay, and so like, uh, did you have anybody like that that you uh, you played against them and you weren't fond of them and you got a totally different perspective? Yeah. John Lackey. John Lackey he really bothered me, and I think I probably bothered him a lot. Too. And then when your teammates, he was yeah. fine. He was kind um, of an odd dude. We didn't play together. Um, oh, so but, you then s- in, but then in Chicago, when I was there, he came back, and he had played there the year before. Okay, and he kind of. I was like, I didn't like you very much. So I didn't like you either. What do, do was wow. there, Do you know why? Yeah. Um, he's really competitive. Yeah, he was kind of. I was. Yeah, and he. he was, well, he's a pitcher, and mm-hmm. he's on defense, but he didn't conduct himself that way. Okay, he's always kind of attacking. Yeah. Like, well, I have the bigger weapon. Stop charging me right, right. now. Gotcha. Um, and he would. He would talk to the umpire. If you get him and Johnny Lester today that uh, together, it'd be quite a production that they would lean on the umpire and like. And it annoys you as a hitter, like yeah, well, yeah. Like <laughs> I'd like to be productive as well too. I got you guys back here begging for stuff all over the place. Yeah. Like if you want to strike, set yeah. up on the plate and throw it there. You'll mm-hmm. hear it. All right. Um, uh, Daniel Murphy, Matt Every in with us here this morning. Um, Doc Murphy is going to join us next. Let's let's attack the injury situation and I, this, the curious case of Trevor Lawrence's elasticity. Uh, perhaps uh, we have a prize pack to give. It's uh, real simple. I'm not going to give you a call number. Come, come, come. You know, courteous, and ET will hook you up. And we'll be back uh, with more. We'll talk injuries with Doc. Um, we still have cat chat coming up today, and a lot more. It is a custom tree surgeons Thursday on the drill. All right, we're back here on the drill. It's uh, time to go inside the injury report. With uh, we're we're Murphyed up in here, aren't we? With uh, Doc Kevin Murphy, Daniel Murphy is in with us. Matt Every uh, rejoining us again this morning. So appreciate everyone in here. Uh, Doc, let's start with with uh, Justin Herbert uh, shut down for the year. Broke his was it his index finger? I think it has to be the passing hand, right? You're yeah. not you're not right. doing that on the on the non passing, and that's pretty standard. You come back from that. That's no. No big thing lingering, like yeah, that'll that'll heal just fine. He'll be back, but obviously, uh, we were just talking in the break. Daniel was talking about the the index finger and the thumb and the critical nature of that. And yeah, you have to have that to throw. Yeah, so without that, he's gonna, um, gonna play. I, I'm, am I? Are we dealing with like a super healer here in Trevor Lawrence? Or are we dealing with a guy who initially the injury looks worse than it really is? I, I, it's not that he played, Doc. It's I mean, he's bouncing around like he never had an injury. That that was surprising to me. What I saw on Sunday. Yeah, I think it surprised everybody. Uh, we talked about him probably playing based on how he was recovering, but a couple things. Probably one wasn't a high ankle sprain. Everything everything nowadays is a high ankle sprain. The guy rolls his ankle, it's a high ankle sprain. I think more for the, the media and for if he doesn't come back right away, he's protected. But that's a specific injury, and you're not playing on that in three days. So you're not practicing three days with a high ankle. If it truly was, should have been in a boot. He – in rehab quickly, but he wouldn't have been playing in a week with a true high ankle sprint. So it probably wasn't that to start with. Um, you guys have had to play through injuries, mm-hmm. right? Oh, is, yeah. At what point do you decide in your mind that, and, and how do you avoid 
the thinking that the injury is keeping you from doing what what you want or need to do, or did you ever do that? Do you just sit aside until you're fully healthy? You probably each have different well, issues. It, it is preventing you from doing some things you want to do. Does right. that make you want to play through that, or does that develop a bad habit? You see what I'm saying? It just well. So the the name of the game is to win the ball game, and if you're the best option, but you have to put the governor on you because you're banged up, then mm-hmm. you just figure out how to sort it. What'd that you have way. back? What was yours? Uh, you, we all break. You do yeah, a bunch of you stuff. Do hamstrings. Mostly, it's like the soft tissue ones that get you because it's you know, are you hurt or you know, or are you, you know, injured, injured? You know what I mean. Right. If you're a little banged up, then well, everybody's banged up. Yeah, and <clears throat> Trevor is going to play through the banged up. What was yours, Maddie? Uh, well, low back, torn labrum in my right shoulder. Docs looked at that, and it's it's it was kind of one. It wasn't a big one, but it's. It's one where it definitely affected my range of motion, and I think through the years I got used to it. Like there, there was a slight pain, um, just just moving my arm up, but the surgery wasn't. I, what was it at the time? The surgery wasn't wasn't necessary. I just rehabbed it. But I think over time, you know, I'm stubborn enough to think I can play injured and 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 get through and it's just not well especially yeah. golf you can get some bad habits mm-hmm. and i would think of broke, baseball too with your bro- swing if you broke starting. my finger once at hilton head and played with a broken uh left pinky finger yeah. i thought it was jammed go to the course the next i was playing burnout with a buddy on the beach throwing I was, the football. I was, I was gonna do you a favor and not ask how you broke it because uh, god only knows what that answer may have been at yeah. the hilton head back in the day and uh see this is on, this is on tuesday on wednesday i go to the course my finger is just purple at the the tip of the left pinky finger mm-hmm. but it's in line yeah and there's a doctor at the course and and i'm like hey i think i broke my finger and she's like oh no it's just jammed really bad i gotta pull it out of the jam she yanks on it and I'm doc like, is that a good oh, move i can Are like you? feel <laughs> my heart beating through my finger and uh so i played thursday i missed the cut i couldn't go into the ground like the vibration yeah, of yeah, the yeah. turf interaction was just brutal Next week was New Orleans. Go get an X-ray. Broken. Yeah, not a good look for pulling on it, right? No. I mean, that's why some of these things, you know, you get X-rayed and make sure you're not causing them further harm by letting them play. That's kind of the criteria for us. From the medical end, am I going to let this player put himself in a position where he's going to cause himself further injury or further harm by letting him play? Yeah. And then you, that, then you have to hold him out even though you want to play. And we've – this is twice with Trevor with you where you've been on the other side of his, he was okay his last decision. week. Yeah, the ankle I was good with the, <clears throat> yeah. the knee. I, I I felt he shouldn't have played uh, mm-hmm. if he had a MCL injury because uh, you could make that worse to the point that you now ripped your ACL and and now what right? Yeah, an, an ankle. A lot of those are chronic things that everybody's rolled their ankle. It hurts for a while and and you tape it up. He probably had a Toradol injection, maybe a Corzon into the ankle, and and you go out and play. But uh, uh, with that, there's minimal risk of further harm by letting him play in an angle. Aaron Rodgers. What's going on here? He's back in they're saying Christmas, maybe. So so three months is is really early for those, but not unreasonable mm-hmm. to play on an Achilles. Um and he looks like he's probably gonna play. Is it advised? <sighs> Nuts. No. No. Is there further risk to him? Absolutely. And that risk for him would be he tears it again and then he's Dan Marino, right? Then he doesn't play anymore. But he's all, he's already kind of at that age where if he does that, then then so be it. I think this has got to be his last last go. Yeah. yeah but think, what's the point of playing now as opposed to waiting? You get the in, off season right? for the strength yeah. to, and the range yeah. of motion. Well, Are the they risk <coughs> reward on that? There, there's some high risk to that. They're they're in it though. Like they're not not they're everybody not, in the AFC is in it, save for the Patriots. Are they not mathematically out of it, the Jets yet? No. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about for him. Yeah. So the risk to him is high as opposed to. 
the reward of playing. I get that, but the from from the medical end of it, it's it's am I going to cause him further harm by letting him play? The answer to that at three months is yes, mm-hmm. and I, I, I would tell him not to play. All right, let's dive into the Jaguars. Actually, first I want to ask you about Tyreek Hill. Did you see his injury? He looked like he had one of those inside rolled ankles, which you you can say that kind of is what leads to the high ankle, really, more than the other way, isn't it? Or no? Mm-hmm. No, no, you get the the high ankle. It's it's a torsion injury, so. Um, the, the yeah. force disperses between the tibia and the fibula. Okay. What he had was probably a medial ankle injury. Um, Is it harder it to come back from when you when you roll it inside rather than out, or you're dealing with the same kind of time frame? Well, it's a really good question. And then the the recovery on that is probably quicker, but it hurts more because it's not a common thing. Everybody's rolled their ankle. Most of these athletes yeah. have rolled it, so they roll it and it looks bad, but – they did it a hundred times before, and it really didn't cause a lot of harm. It's harder to injure the deltoid ligament, the one on the inside, but it heals better. Yeah, so. yeah. All right, the Jacks got good news yesterday. Back on the practice field, Jamal Agnew, his practice window has been open off of the IR. Trey Herndon, Walker Little, Brenton Strange, uh, Ezra Cleveland, who left uh, the, Cle- the the Browns game, all back. Uh, by the way, just from a knowledge situation. Little was working a tackle, and Cleveland was working with the interior linemen, so I think that was where they would go back. But I'm concerned about this second. I'm concerned about a defense, right? I told Ian the 6 o'clock hour, I'm going to say the quiet. I'm going to whisper the quiet part out loud. I never believed in the defense. Even when they were top 10, and even when they were this and that, I still I look at the talent. I see the lack of fast rush. I just I never believed that they were as good as they were speaking. Secondary's a mess, man. And these, like, to Daniel's point, these soft uh, tissue injuries – Tyson Campbell had, had had this hamstring for weeks and weeks, and he fought it. And guess what he has now? A quad, Doc. We've talked about one can influence the other, and is that what has happened here maybe? Oh, yeah, it's a balance around the leg. So quad hamstring things are very common. Uh, if you're out of balance, you're more likely to injure it. And statistically, and you guys have probably seen this, one significant injury, you come back, and there's a much higher risk of injury, not necessarily to that part, but a, another significant injury within that first year. Well, we've talked about it. It can be as, as – you know, as as mismatched by you know by common sense, it's like a knee injury can lead to a shoulder injury if you're an offensive lineman, mm-hmm. right? Because of the, the what you're trying to do more here that you normally do here. So yeah, it can certainly do that. And you know, Cisco, we learn now, has got the groin injury. And man, you know, by the way, I'll speak for all men here. I used to be uncomfortable when I went on television. I have to say, a guy had a minor groin injury. If you're a dude, there's no such thing. <laughs> groin injury is a groin injury. <laughs> Nothing minor about it. But what well, you know, Christian Kirk, we. We're not going to have him probably the rest of the year because because of that injury, and so you got that's another one you got to be careful with, right? Yeah, still unclear what that is, um, but uh, you know, groin used to be surgery. like here, right? Now it seems like they give you well, everything's core. They call yeah, it core. we know what groin. Yeah, everything's yeah. core. No, I'm talking about the muscle. Uh, yeah, but everything's core from the sports hernia to a labral tear of the hip to yeah, yeah, you know the the true groin injury was which is the adductor muscles, um, but hard to know what he had. But it's not like he had surgery and he's not going to be back. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else, boys? Any anyone? You sounded you sounded encouraged, like by Trevor not being with him being able to go, like not being a high ankle sprain, even right. though they, that it seems that's kind of what they alluded to, but more for the time frame that when he gets back, he gets back, and then he looks good out there. So absolutely, I think it was probably a standard ankle sprain, yeah. and that's he, really he positive because when I see him get you know carried out of there, I'm thinking it's a couple weeks. You know, safety first as well too, like you were talking about. You know, for him to come out and not have the high ankle spring. Yeah, I don't think they would have put him at risk yeah. to let him be on the practice field, you know, two, three days yeah. out from that. And the way he was moving, everyone saw him move. Right. All right, um, 
Doc, appreciate you, as always. Thanks, Thanks Doc. Boys. We'll see you next yeah, week. You. Um, when we come back on the other side, I'm going to kind of reset this as we go through the hours of the program because I think the Jaguars fan base needs a little uptick and, you know, maybe confidence. But fun with math might give you a little bit of comfort on just where we sit here with four games left. It's a little more wiggle room there than it feels like after losing two straight. So we will continue with uh, Daniel Murphy, uh, Matt Every, Doc, we appreciate you. You're listening to The Drill. It's Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. Classic. We are back! That's we right. are back! We are back! And we're the three best friends that <laughs> anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could oh, have. Oh, the studio is full up with friendship ever, this ever, morning. Ever, I feel the love. Daniel Murphy is with us. Matt Every uh, is with us. And no hangovers here. Although we did have the company Christmas party last night. I've determined the IPAs are the liquid version of a cigar. Yeah? I can drink a... I can drink a light beer, two or three, and the next day, you know, I feel like I drank Gatorade. But you get into those IPAs, drink it the next day, and it's like, that's like me. Like, I can't smoke cigars, bro. If I smoke a cigar, I can smoke a cigar, eat dinner, have a shower, brush my teeth, get up the next day, brush my teeth, and still taste it. Taste it again. Yeah, I just, Ugh. that's kind of what the IPA, like, what, yeah, what the IPA they stick do. with you. Well, yeah, do you, do you, you don't have a, a, you need to get one of those, a golf simulator. Do you have one? You don't have one, do you? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, but, you know. You'd love that. Yeah. Build you a little place yeah, out back, a little, like little, little lab. lab, get you a lab. Because here's what's going to happen, Daniel. Eventually that baseball, you know, you're going mm-hmm. to grow the kids and they're going to get through. That baseball you're carrying around is going to become old and you're going to turn all your attention and all your – because it, it, mm-hmm. it's the middle grind that he loves. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves the, 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 the strategy, the technique, the, 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 the nuance, the swing. Mm-hmm. And you have all of those options available to you at golf. So – I'm going to go right now with a fearless prediction. You will at some point have one of those simulators like we were hitting into last night. Have you thought about it yet? No, okay. I haven't thought about it. Not that I don't want one, but <clears throat> it's so beautiful outside, almost exclusively yeah, here. I know. Like I each, so we're in, we're in December, and even a nasty day like yesterday, you can get out and get outside and baseball I, and golf. and That's why we're better than our I'd peers. I see you building like a little outdoor kind of bay. I see him bit. being more of a, like a gear sports, like, Hooking up the electro the electrodes and seeing your angles <laughs> and everything. Nah, he, and I've dabbled about he's with old electric school, currents yeah, when yeah, it yeah. comes to from time to time to yeah. try to make these muscles longer and mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. yeah. What time this winter do you go out into the woods and chop down a tree and we're carve getting, your own bat out getting, of it? We're what does closer? that happen? We're uh, hey, when when did uh, when does we've talked to you about this before? When you're in a pennant race, you you, you pretty much your blinders on, but certainly you become aware when you get down the home stretch, right? Yes, yes. What what point would that be? Thirty games left? Or? I'd say it feels like September. Okay. For us, so like the last month of the season. Okay, uh, Maddie, when it comes to scoreboard watching on a golf tournament, do you pay mm-hmm. any attention in the first couple of rounds, or it's not even worth uh, it? Zero. Yeah, yeah. Right, because it it's, can be even, so uh, pretty much every round. At, at any point, do you, like the, in golf, we hear. This I remember the, the first time I won, I try. I made it a point because I had had plenty of looks before to win, and I just didn't didn't close. And I'm not saying this had anything to do with it, but I remember making a point to not look at a leaderboard the whole day. I was behind like four shots to start the day, so I was chasing, and I was having a great day through about 13 or 14 holes, and I just caught one. I wasn't trying to look at it. It just there's leaderboards yeah, everywhere yeah, out there. Mm-hmm, it's hard yes. not to see. And I caught one, and I was three up. And it was like, there was such a shock through my mm-hmm. system. I told my caddy, too, at the start of the day, I said, do not look at If I see you looking at a leaderboard, yeah. I'm going to get pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I don't know if you can really compare it to like a to like. Well, I'm thinking about where the Jaguars are now. I mean, you, you, oh, they're definitely looking. You, you have to understand, counting. right? Because I I believe this. I've done still. We've you know NFL seasons are long, and we've had a team for a lot of years. So we've done it any and every sidebar angle you can imagine through the years. And and I I can remember doing something fun and tongue in cheek with the football team, you know, years ago, early in the season, and they literally, believably, couldn't tell you who they played in three games. Oh no! You know yeah, what I mean? No idea. Yeah, like, like yeah. it's just like no idea. They know who they play this week, and a lot of times they don't even know who they play the next week, unless maybe it's a home game and they've had to set up something. So, I, I think now that if you ask the Jacks, who do you play? They can tell you. Okay, we play them, 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 yes. and them, mm-hmm. right? And and Doug Peterson accentuates that a little bit. Did your coach? Well, in golf, I guess not the same. Did your coach discourage all from, uh, or was it even broached? I guess my point being, last year Doug Peterson, when this team was four and seven, he Doug Peterson's telling his team, "Listen, if you can do this, if you can beat that, if you can win in week mm-hmm. seven, if you can, you can still win the division." Was that ever? Did you ever have a coach that presented it that way? We would we would kind of break this the the like <clears throat> September up into bites, like series coming up. So mm-hmm. we've got these next three series, okay, and an off day, and so, so let's break it up into kind of more digestible bites like that. I so, yeah. I sometimes wonder what like managers teams coaches are afraid of and letting their team know it's at stake like some people it's almost like a, i think it's a bit like naive. a karma that they don't want to bring it, it up it's got it's a bit naive on our part to they, these guys you don't think they watch espn they don't you don't yeah. think they see the playoff standings sure. you don't think they see yeah, the now spread they spread every week yeah just mm-hmm. i mean they have to it's impossible well not to. it's a football team that now is going to go into the home stretch i said i have some comfort in the math you know the jags are going to own the tiebreakers over both the texans and and the Colts. And by the way, the Texans and Colts play each other. So keep that in mind with, with the formula that I have. But, you know, it dawns on me with the tiebreaker that if the Jags just go two and two and get to 10 and seven, the Colts or the tie, or, or the Texans will have to go four and oh to win the division. So, I, you know, it seems like there's this urgency. The sky's falling. You've lost a couple of games in a row. And ET, could I get Doug Peterson cut 13 there? I mean, there is a reality that some things have gone askew here these last couple weeks particularly defensively but I asked you guys earlier about confidence and when it's real and when it's not you listened to this team yesterday from the top to the bottom and the confidence seems real here's uh, Peterson on uh, steady in the ship but confidence level is fine I you know I trust the coaching staff like I said it starts there I trust the coaches to make sure that they're you know making sure our guys are prepared turning over every stone taking it from the practice field into the post-practice meetings, you know, and then picking up the next day, you know, kind of where they left off. So confidence is still is still high. I mean, you know, it's our job. Our jobs are to make sure that they're they're prepared mentally. My job is also to make sure they're they're ready to go physically, you know, as well. So a little bit of a trade-off, but um, a lot of confidence in the staff and, and the players to get it done. I want to talk about nonplussed. Right, you want to talk about it completely impacted. It, 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 it's interesting how we and the fans, and we grind so much more than they do. They realize you got one week, got to let that one go, right? Mm-hmm. Let that one go and get to the next one. It's like a golf shot, a hole. It's like a bat, right? At some point, you got to let it go and get to the next one. Yeah. Where are you guys at on this game this week? What are you feeling? What's your gut feeling? You going to the game, Daniel? Yeah, we're heading out there. Okay. Yeah. What, 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 what are your – tell me how the team has been so bad at home. I mean, you, you play a team sport. You know what home field advantage is supposed to be. Is it overblown? Um – not overblown in the sense that we, we just haven't played well here. Yeah. And it and it, it seemed like against the Chiefs when we came out that we were just, I wouldn't say surprised, but a bit more surprised that we had such a good chance to win that game. Um, and then it just is kind of the, the energy. Yeah. Um, not, I, I take that back. Not the energy. The energy's been great. The execution for the guys at home hasn't been as crisp. And then 
against the Bengals, um, you were talking about defense. We we had defended the run so well, and it kind of gave us this opportunity to to turn Josh loose in these longer third down situations and create some turnovers. And I just by my eye against Cincinnati, we wow. just weren't defending the run well. And, and I, I feel massive like, holes. I felt yeah. like against Cincinnati, they almost had our our playbook or something because every time we blitzed from a certain side, it went the other way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Those holes. You could have run through those I, holes. No, yeah. that's an exaggeration. It was unusual to see us get get kind of gassed. We like got out schemed. Yeah. I'm on, nervous on about the end. defense. I don't think it's a blip. I, I think they probably the stats and the performance was better than the talent level early. But now, in fairness, you know they haven't had Tyson Campbell hardly at all all year. He's an important piece. They they still have not garnered any pass rush. And outside of Josh Allen, nobody's getting to the passer. These things catch up with you in the NFL, right? You you've got to be able to do that. The Ravens are the number one rush offense in the league. Mm-hmm. So we best not, and and a good portion of that's going to come from Lamar. He's such a such a wild card, right? And and we've we've talked. What know. about Trevor running it a little more? I know his ankles, and you know whatever, but you know we. I, had, I like when he get when he. Takes I don't want, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, it's getting to be that time of year now. Hopefully, if he's healthy enough, it. it um, I thought that because we went and watched my son and I went and watched him play Kansas City last year, mm-hmm. and at this time of year, it seems that like. Mahomes and Burrow and Allen, even though Josh does it a lot anyway, they extend the plays and get these first down pickups kind yeah. of last month of the season, postseason, to keep the drives going. And Trev did it towards the end of the game in Kansas City. But, yeah, to your point, I feel like when he runs, it just, one, it feels like he's attacking the line of scrimmage, whether he decides to take off with the ball or find a receiver, a pass catcher. And it, it, the extension of plays are just—they're huge, and they seem so deflating on the defense when you can go and pick oh. up five or six yards with your legs. Well, it's because everything else is accounted for, but you go and you know Trev goes and makes a play. So I don't. We had, and I don't want to betray the uh, one-day Hall of Famer's uh, confidence, but you know, when we had Tom Coffin in around the J Fund, and Dan and I were talking with him off the air, he he kind of said, "Yeah, Tre- I think Trevor needs to run a little more." You know, mm-hmm. Brunel ran a lot back in the day before it was trendy for quarterbacks to run. Back then, you almost it was almost an insult if a quarterback ran, right? It indicated some sort of weakness in his in his game. Whereas now, it's again we we've talked about it here. It's it's. I mean, I, I followed sports for a lot of years. Almost every trend, almost every strategy, ultimately gets figured out by the other side, and we move on. They football has not figured out how to defend the running quarterback. He's indefensible. If he's good at it, he's really truly a dual threat. Have, they're they're unstoppable. Have, no one stops them. Have we done all right against Lamar? I know. I know. We've done okay against the, the Ravens. Lamar he, out of the pocket. Not really. He's no. he's he's had pretty good. I went success. to that game last year, and I, I there's two two plays I I remember. He threw a bomb to, to, to Deshaun the, Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, and then uh, Tucker's field goal coming up short. But other than that, and boy, that, and I, it looked like that it was might on be point. Good. Right? Yeah, it was. That was scary. Um, I. I Lost my train of thought. That happens. Vaccine, yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. Uh, was it Gus Edwards that cost, coughed up the fumble last year? That yeah, gave us yes. the uh, right. I, For the Ravens, did Lamar not fumble one too? But I, I feel he, like he, I remember. Winger I could, got I, I knocked could, one I, out. I yeah. It could be way off, but I, I, I remember watching that, being like, just make him throw the ball, just make him throw yeah. the ball, like, and then throw, he hit a big one. Run. Yeah, but that was he was wide open, and I don't know. That was that the last. By the way, was that also the last? You know, healthy game that Lamar played last year. We played him relatively late in the year, and then remember they didn't have him down the yeah. stretch, and he never came back. And then they did he get hurt in this game? I don't, I don't recall. Did uh-uh. it? Did, it wasn't. It must have been right after so. because uh, look, last year that we played the Ravens, November twenty seventh. Um, 
Lamar threw for 254 and ran for 89. So okay, I'd say so he, he was did, pretty man. efficient. Yeah. Pretty good yeah. day. Yeah, that's yeah. what he does, man. Um, and yeah, the very next, and then that was it. Huntley played the next week. He got injured okay. here. We heard him. We banged him up. At least knocked him around a little bit. And he never played again. It was the last game he played last year. And the Ravens still made the playoffs, but fell uh, fell out of any real, you know. It, it, it's been the been the question about Lamar. Can you win a Super Bowl with Lamar? He's still, even though he's won an, won an MVP, even though they're a top seed. That, how, I think that, that, how old is Lamar now? Gosh, I'd, I'd be guessing, but I'd say Low 30, 30s? 29. I don't, uh, let's go. 32? Yeah, I think he's younger 26. than that. Jesus, 26? Dude, He'll be 27 January 7th. Wow. 26, man. <laughs> yeah, that's he's a got problem. plenty of time. Yeah, I knew he wasn't 30s, but I wouldn't have gone 26, dude. And he is, listen, you may not love his form or his... I think that's what it is He's a for better me, passing just, quarterback, though. I look though. at him, and I don't feel threatened at all. Yeah. He's gotten. He's done a better job of getting down this year and not taking and, those shots, and which... We, his we, big thing is available. Got three thousand passing yards, sixty-seven percent, sixteen touchdowns, six picks. I mean, his passing numbers are far better than Trevor's. Daniel, we talked yesterday, uh, Prosser and I. If you if you were starting your team over right now, would you take Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Josh, yeah, yeah. that's a pretty common answer. Yeah, I'd think about it a little longer. I wouldn't come immediately. Et, what do you my... what do you got? I ain't gonna lie, I'm going Lamar. Go really? Yeah, like just that that running ability that he has. Josh Allen is a baller, and he, he's he good on his too. legs. Hard, yeah. But Lamar is just a different animal, and he's actually a better passer than he gets credit for. Well, he is this year. He's definitely developing as a passer. The, the, some of these questions we ask ourselves, there's no wrong answer. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's real. We're splitting hairs yeah. here. Would you take Burrow or you know? It's reasonable to wonder what uh, Lamar would do with Stephon Diggs because Josh has had that the last couple. He of years. and Lamar's ne- he, Lamar's never. I you know. He's, they're a little better. Zay Flowers have been yeah. pretty decent. Mm-hmm. OBJ's finally coming on. He's looking at yeah. least like the guy who was, you know, relevant and impactful at different st- stages of his career. So, so probably have lost their best pass catcher though in Mark Andrews. For uh, sure, yeah. he's by by far their 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 best. It's a biggest weapon. mismatch as far as pass catching goes. I, I just you know I, I I don't trust myself when I get my feeling about a how a game's going just mm-hmm. because it's a feeling. Yeah. Like if I look at this game, I the Ra- the the Ravens should win. Yeah. Their defense is number two. Our offense can't get out of its own way. The Ravens have like almost fifty sacks. Our O line couldn't couldn't keep a high school team off of Trevor for an entire game. Right. The, the the football aspects of this game scream scream Ravens, yet I know the NFL and I know good teams and I know when they have a Sunday night game and they should I feel like, you know, the Ravens have been hot, the Jags have been cold. It feels like like the Jags should not just win, but maybe win like Impressively, and when mm-hmm. don't trust that defense, man. I, 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 I don't like admitting it. To, I don't like saying it out loud because the defense is overperformed. I think for much of the year, I, I just don't. The last, I don't trust them. The last Island game we had on Monday night, we came out with intent. Yeah, a seven, get the ball in the middle of the field. I thought it was going to be uh, some, score there. It's a different yeah, game, and so it's not that we didn't come out with intent. I'm, I mean, a ball game like this, two playoff teams is what you know. Yeah. One, yeah, yeah, we're looking for for sure. Is give Trev the ball last. I want my guy to touch the ball last with a chance to win it. Yeah. I'll take a ball game like that. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, I'd like to boat race him, but sure. I mean, it might not be yeah. that time of year for. Did you see? Did, did you oh. see the. Did you see the. And the talent level just went down. Cats <laughs> 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 walked into the studio, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> did you see the international sked for 2025? Yes. They're NFL? going to. Uh, 
uh, Brazil, Brazil, right? Or no, Brazil is next year, I think. Uh, yeah, Brazil may even be 24, they may be 25, but in 25, nine overseas games. Wow, she's wow. swift to her. Yeah, right. On the Taylor Swift. <laughs> going on the Taylor Swift. Well, we know where the Chiefs will be. Um, oh dear. Nine, including Sao Paulo, Brazil. I. Uh, Do you ever ever have any teammates date any celebrities? Um, trying to think. No, um, so in New York, no, uh, yeah, Harvey dated models. Matt That's Harvey, right, yeah. yeah, good for he him. Did. Yeah, Ann V was probably the. Is he the one? She she dated um Adam Levine. Okay, yeah, that oh, would wow. be yeah. So yeah. she was. My wife really knew who she was. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Matt, the question for Matt would have to be: Did you ever date any celebrities? <laughs> 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 All right, let's come back with some cat chat. Uh, this is the drill. It's Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. I've got the uh, NLCS MVP, uh, Daniel Murphy. I've got University. You, you, you like how I've glossed you now, University of Florida Hall of Famer. I'll take that. You're no longer former PGA Tour pro. You're University of Florida Hall of Famer, Matt Every. And then there's the mascot. He's coming up next. I'm kidding. Cat, I love you. I'm going to give you a hug, but it will be butt out. Okay? That's just how I roll. <laughs> this is the drill. What is this? What is it? He was asking me, did don't uh, Matt was asking me yesterday. Uh, cat chat, ladies and gentlemen. Where, oh, hey, where guys, did, hey guys, hey guys, shark coatings, shark coatings, sharkfloatings.com. Go there, please. You are our stat you're the standings guy. Where are we at in the five pack? Oh, it's not good. It's not. I good. went two and three. You, you went that. two and three. Dan went three and two. Is yeah, that what happened? Dan picked up two on us, so he is at uh, minus one. Okay. Uh, I am only at plus one, mm. and you are at plus six. Uh, it's not not much <laughs> at all. And, and we are also every time we bring up the five pack, I bring up the sack bet. That is just going miserably stressful not for me. Good. Yeah. I watched I would that. literally I, right I now looking at sacks. I've never looked at sacks I know, at the right? end of games, and now I'm checking the sacks every <laughs> single game. I would literally happily. Take the push right now. I'm, I don't. I'm not Let about trying to. I'm not trying to three make someone else yeah, pay. Three wheel spins. That's my only me though. He you only had to do, to do three, one. Like, yeah, they have to go like back to back. I was back. so sure, dude. I've never been oh, sure. It's of been a something it's preseason. been great for ratings though. It Here's why though. They tried to cancel it. I said you can't cancel. Here's this. the problem. This is so good. Here's the problem. Every reason it's their fault. It's not mine. You never hear that. Every reason <laughs> that I me. thought that every reason that I thought the sack total would go up has played out. These jokers just can't get to the quarterback. In other words. We've been ahead of – I mean, we had back-to-back games where the opponent threw it 50 times, and we had a grand total of, like, two sacks in those games. Mm-hmm. So I thought that with the – you know, last year we had that, that 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 very unlucky, you know, all those pressures but not any sacks, and I'm, I'm just – yeah, I'm paralyzed with fear over – Oh, Nietzsche yeah, loves it. You know, he doesn't put himself out there for anything. He just sits there and laughs at us. So got away with one. That. Got away with one in March Madness. You still you got away with one in March Madness. You lost that, didn't you? I lost that yeah, <laughs> because of, because because I I went chalk and I missed. Chalk. What was I the missed. format for March Madness? March Madness. Just we just brackets. did a bracket. Just brackets. Well, one, two, three, four, five, six and up so, in the the so values. So they, these three get together and and they do a, a wheel spin. Yeah. The day of. I come in and Dan goes, I got something to ask you. We're going to do it on air. And I'm like, why don't you just ask me? <laughs> so then we get on air and he puts the hick and lean on me on air to join the bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, yeah. the tournament starts that day. I got an hour to fill the bracket out. <laughs> I got an hour to fill the bracket good out. Good move. Me being the good guy, great good radio bit, I'm not going to say no because everybody be like, oh, 
So I say, yeah, fine, I'll do it. So I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm a numbers guy, and I go, what's my best chance right now? I know nothing. I haven't watched a single college basketball. So I'm going, oh, I'm going all chalk. I'm going all chalk. I'm just going to go chalk because chalk usually will beat at the end of the day. On, and this year was the worst for chalk. <laughs> but there was one game, and I was it uh, Kentucky or was it Kansas? Yeah, no, it's Kentucky it was Ken- beat you. Wasn't it? Was Kansas it? State or something. It was I don't Kentucky know. Over, it, so Kentucky and Kansas State or something. Well, I, my brain just said, well, Kentucky is, their, is the, the better team. Yeah. Wrote them in. They weren't the higher seed. They weren't uh. the better seed. I lost by that game. Because you didn't follow the chalk. Because I didn't follow the chalk. Would, would, e would have been spinning. E would have well, So Dan spinning. and I were safe. <laughs> though, though we put you in, it didn't benefit Dan and I. We would have been safe anyway. Right. It's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gator. Uh, yeah, that I don't care. Deontay Johnson got you. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Kansas, Kansas State. State. Yeah. Worst year for chalk this year. I mean, so many. Yeah. Everybody lost. I, I think some of the same things we see in college football, uh, we're seeing in, in, in college basketball, you know, the transfer portal, and the, it's just so much har- much so, so much harder to speculate. Where do you guys uh, land on the state attorney of, uh, of, or, of, of Florida um, thinking they need to go after the college football playoff because I missed this. FSU didn't get invited to the playoff? Oh, Is that where we are now? Oh, jeez. Huh? Do something better. With what, what, what? I mean, where, where does where does the line ultimately get? We have literally the highest legal official in our state is wasting time, money, and effort to go whine about a college football playoff system that dared leave FSU out. Somebody it's, was going to get left out. Just get over it. Just move on. Yeah, like, it's not a good look. I mean, all my all my UCF friends. I mean, FSU friends. <laughs> sorry, um, I'm really upset about this. You know, like the fact that UCF didn't. I mean, FSU. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I keep mixing that up. I keep mixing. No, that and up. you've got no, he, th- this is not a, a Gator perspective, by the way. So I'm know. a hokey. I don't give yeah, a crap. You are hokey, hokey high. I don't care. How'd you do against the Knolls this year, at UCF? Rather, yeah, we're not good. Yeah, we're not good. We okay. know. Hey, you know your tech, place. We know who we are. Yeah. we know who we are. Uh, we're so, never going to compete for. We're gonna we're gonna battle JMU and Liberty. Yeah. from here on forward. <laughs> And that's going to be our— So the state attorney in Virginia is not arguing for Virginia Tech's exclusion from the playoff? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Daniel, did you know that Virginia Tech is Shut one up. of only one of two you're schools in Power Five conferences to never win a national championship? Team and, national championship. Team national championship. Team championship. Team. championship. Got no, what did you win? Like okay. ballroom dancing or something, didn't you? No, we've got some wrestlers. Vitek and actually Kansas State. Is Kansas the other State, one? Yeah, mm-hmm. we've got some wrestlers, we've got some some other ones, and we have a national mascot champion. Back to back years, thank you. Wow. What would you, you say the sport gives you the best chance to have a team competition to cut the nets down at? We all Vodtech women's right basketball. Now. We were really close the other year. We were, yeah, you're right. pretty good again this year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Last good. year you were close. We were, yeah, that's our only chance. Yes. Uh, uh, maybe softball. I think we were in the softball. Football was close. Once. You played for one. We played for one against, against FSU. FSU. Yeah, Michael Vick. I was, I was at, at that, that game. Yeah, I was too. I was there too. Yeah. We didn't go together. But. That Vick first half was as good a football as I've ever oh seen in college football. The first half of the FSU game oh for Mike Vick that night Unreal. was unbelievable. Unreal. Dude. What year was that? 99. It was 99. The Sugar Bowl. Nokia Sugar Bowl, 99. But, yeah, it was Peter Warwick killed us. A punt return and, like, two bombs. And bombs. Killed us. Free shiz. Yeah, that was – the FSU had the local – had Atrus Bell who played at – uh, Lee High School back in the day. Now Riverside High. They had uh, was was Laverne still on that team? He may have left by then. Uh, I can't if remember. Peter was. There. Did you go out to Bourbon Street afterwards? Oh, all week. Yeah, we were and there you all saw week. Me there. I was there with the. I, I rented I don't the balcony. Remember. I rented Did you? the balcony that yeah. night after the game in advance. Oh, I didn't we go after win. the game that night. Yeah. No boy, I worked. I had to well, work. Then I went to the TV station in New Orleans and cut stuff till four or five in the morning. Oh, yeah, so no, yeah, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did Bourbon Street the week. That was back in the day, boy. When we went and covered stuff, they sent you. you there we were there four or five days you know like now over tv and stuff they send you in the day before you do it you come back but 
I anticipated us winning our first national championship. So I, I, you know, you walk down Bourbon Street and you can see they put the sign. It's like rent this balcony. Mm, and yeah. so I was like, I'm renting that. And I rented the balcony and I had all the Virginia Tech cheerleaders coming to the party afterwards. So we were all we had a great time afterwards, even though we lost. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, but that was our one chance. That was you our, were we'll never get at one point total hyper vigilant degenerate. Me no. Yeah. No. Oh, oh yeah. I like to party. I've That's heard some story. I've heard some stories about you back. In oh, the day. now we're going to start. We're going to start this. No, we're not. We're not. <laughs> I take that back. I take that back. <laughs> we're gonna go there. Hey, uh, let's have, let's ask both both Every and I agree that, that your best guest, your yes. absolute best guest, sure. your best yes. segment is Mr. Yeah. Daniel Murphy. Yeah, when he comes on. Yeah, sure. I'm not even. Uh, I I played baseball until they started throwing real hard, and I didn't want to stand in that box. Uh, so that was like fifth grade. But anyway. Uh, you break down baseball and the way you talk about it and stuff. I get so into it, and I'm not even a baseball guy. But my question for you, who is your – did you ever work with any mascots in the MLB? Because the guys will come up to the opposing dugout and say, hey, man, I want to do a little bit with you. <clears throat> so not a bit, but we would um, – so the Philadelphia Fanatic, of course. he rides around on um, a four-wheeler. And so what the lads would do is um, he leaves it on the field and messes with the guys when you're stretching. They'll take his keys. So it's a game that teams will play sure. when they come in. I used to chuck sunflower seeds at him, and he'd, he'd do the whole thing. But once you take the keys, the four-wheeler's not moving, and the ball game starts at 7.05, whether you want or not. So he'll get real fidgety at the end because the umpire's out there, kind of people are warming up, and there's the four-wheeler right in the on-deck circle right in front of our dugout. So there's been a couple. There's been one specific where this guy kind of come over, and he, he breaks character. He's like, yo, I, 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 I got to get out of here. You need to give me my keys. That was, so that's uh, a pretty good bit. Tom Burgoyne. Okay. Tom Burgoyne. What do you? Because yeah, uh, yeah uh, Dave so. Raymond was the original. Uh-huh. Um, and I he, mean, these names. You may as well say Billy yeah. Bob. Stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these guys are legends, man. Oh, not to you. You only. Nobody legend. was. Yeah. You that's know who's a legend? a legend? The Philly fanatic, not Tom Goyne or whoever Tom the hell Burgoyne. you put him in. Okay, Dude, that's fine. Respect on I love you. What was there? A, what did you ever have an incident where a mascot took it too far and annoyed you? Uh. You can just say yes and we'll move no, on. No, not really. <laughs> no. No, you can be okay with it. Yeah, so no. like um, like the, the fanatic. Back. You guys did, have fun with well, it. Well, what the fanatic would do uh, is when they do the lineup, he would do certain things for each one. So like when my name came up, he would act like a ball went through his legs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, at some point. Oh, that just, probably didn't help those confidence issues we were talking all, about earlier today. It's like, oh, this guy pays attention to the game. Maybe Are there any live, game. like, is it now? Is it like culturally inappropriate to have live mascots anymore? I guess are well, there LSU any? LSU still got uh, what's his name? Who? Mike, Mike F- the ti- LSU. Tiger. Okay, well that's Mike a tiger. Tiger. name of a person. Oh, like Notre in, Dame. You know what I'm does saying? Notre Dame. Have Notre Dame does. FSU still has. FSU. Yeah. Does, is there no pro? Are there any? Like uh, I, oh, I, I the, say uh, this. Mount, uh, West Virginia. Oh yeah, the Mountaineer Mount dude. Here. I say this because of how wildly inappropriate it now seems. But you know, when I went to Braves games back when I was a little kid, they literally had this dude Chief Nakahoma in a teepee out in left field. Yeah. And they get a hit, and he'd come out and hi yeah, 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 and run around in a damn circle. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Did you know this? Yeah. Are you aware of Chief Nakahoma? Was that oh, yeah. taught in mascot class back no, in the day? No, it was. That wasn't taught. It was but Chief human, Nakahoma. Human characters are always weird. Literally sitting in a teepee out in left field and would come out and do a hi yeah, yeah dance. Yeah, it was always weird. Like we play West Virginia, and you go to the Mountaineer, and like you know, I'm the hokey bird, and I can't talk in costume, and he can talk. So we're around kids. That's unfair. Like, yeah, really weird. Like, uh, that sucks. Like, he's talking crap. And saying things, and I can't respond, you know. It was a big moment for you when, as Jackson, you started talking uh, via the voice. And with Dan and I, you did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, did they push back at that at all? Oh, did, yeah. 
Did the chicken, though, make that okay for all y'all when he started talking? I know you don't like that guy particularly, but... Ted did he, Ginolas? Yeah, he's the one that was the... You know, Ted, started Ted's, talking as Ted's, the bird. That's not a, he's not a good dude. Um, yeah, you don't no, no, like no. Him. He was talking in costume. I, that's what I mean. I was, I was only calling. Oh, you never talked in costume? Yes, you would. You'd come on the sports final and you'd talk well, through I'm, the costume. In co- not in front of people and stuff, but like, only in front of a television adults. audience. Only in front of adults. I didn't talk in costume. I'm pretty sure you did back in the. No, well, you'd know better than no. Me. I would. No, I, I, I started coming on radio with you guys so that I could have a career after being a master. How'd that work? It seemed to work out. Yeah, good. It seemed to work out okay. So shark, I folk, shark floor court. Floor coatings. Shark floor coatings, that's yeah. right. It seemed to work out okay. All right, what, what do you got? You got anything else? I'm a little terrified of Sunday night. What do you? I mean, I know I, I, you said I, we got to go two and two, but like. Yeah, no, I feel I you. I felt great about the last two weeks. I felt convinced we were winning, so and we lost. So maybe that the fact I don't feel good, maybe that means we're going to win. But um, I, I'm just, I can't figure the NFL out. It's really, it's fool's folly to try and figure out the NFL. It's nuts. Well, the uh, it's just every, no, it's, it's not. And I'll tell you what else the parody has done this year, and this is the, a positive of it. I feel like every week we have, like, some Super Bowl matchup. Like, usually all year there's, like, two, like, you, all the Colts and the Patriots play yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And that was, like, the big game of the year. I feel like this this week's Buffalo-Dallas. You know, last week it was Buffalo-Kansas City. We four was, it was San Francisco-Philly. It was, Dallas you know. Dallas and Philly. Dallas yeah. and Philly. Mm-hmm. Philly and KC. I'm not, I don't pay attention yeah. to as We much. would be one of those if we hadn't gone in the tank the last two weeks, by the way. Our Sunday night game would fit that bill. Mm. But, I mean, some of the reasons why we hurting but all teams um the injuries the injuries this year is it just me or is it seem more no, that's, uh, every, that's everyone everybody's no, no, i'm not saying for right us now. i'm saying across oh the around league. the league oh, yeah, yeah i don't know that's a good question it seems like definitely more quarterbacks, quarterbacks are out yeah. they're all out because but and, and and by the way and to your point though and not using it as an excuse i mean the ravens are playing without mark andrews their best player they lead the league in rushing without the guy who was going to do what both those guys combined to do in jk dobbins i mean they haven't had either one of those guys it's just but something we talked about uh, last year, but uh, Mike Ryan, old friend, sure. uh, trainer for the Jags for years. <clears throat> I talked to him years ago when the, when the last CBA, or maybe it was two CBAs ago, when the CBA came uh, where the players got basically everything except somebody else to play the game for him, yeah. like no hitting in practice, you know, all that stuff, like the soft practices and the soft getting right. Mike Ryan mm-hmm. was talking about it. He goes, yeah, he goes, this is probably going to lead to more soft tissue injuries because, and that's why I wanted to get your take mm-hmm. on it, Daniel, these guys are not like, Practice at seventy percent, mm-hmm. and then get into a game where you got to go one hundred and ten, and you're and it's it's crazy. Like mm-hmm. I mean, you look at uh, uh, Rogers first game, you practice at 70 percent, and all of a sudden the first time the the cheetah's chasing you, you're like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. and the ligaments aren't ready for it. And I think we're seeing this. Is it like seems they can re- in, in, in the in the age of analysis and computer analysis, it seems like there would be a way to there's more to manufacture th- those. Explosive place without actually taking a hit, so you could you could, I mean, what you're describing to me just sounds like well you're not like, um, you you're know, not going 100%. quick stretching, but you can, yeah. just without the hitting. I like I don't think a hamstring is going to be. I think it's it's the you know it's that explosion that explosion that you have to recreate in practice without the hitting because it's not the hitting that makes your but what I'm hamstring. talking about is as much as you simulate <clears throat> in practice. You can't simulate the fight or flight response of this dude's chasing me is going to hit me because if you're in practice and you're a quarterback and you can't get hit, mm-hmm. you don't have that. Fight I think or flight you need to go dodgeball and throw wrenches at him. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but can you? I mean, well, can you practice the, at seventy and play at hundred? I would say that when you were getting to hit more, you were going to be more prepared to hit properly and tackle for the game. But the expense comes at the long-term health. So you're trying to weigh that balance of each each time we whack each other, it's one less time I get to really whack somebody. You can yeah. think. Um, I think of that in the way of kind of pitches now. You know, each time you throw one, it's kind of one less. But, I mean, to your point, 
I think, you know, that it's probably in the best long term, but it does put you in a position where when things start moving really fast, you're not as prepared. Um, and so we do the same thing, something similar in spring training. You just hopefully learn as you become a bit more of a, of a veteran player that I can do this in a way to get prepared for the season that doesn't put me in a position to hopefully injure myself, but also go at the speed needed to get me prepared for the fastest speeds on Sunday that are coming, like in training camp or, or during the week. Yeah. Because um, you're, well, you're going to get better at tackling and hitting if you tackle and hit, but there's also a price to be there paid is. for that as well too. And yeah. So, and the play, and you get it from the player's perspective. They don't want to get leaned on all week and in, in training camp and then go do it Sunday. I would have, I would have um, negotiated more for guaranteed some semblance of guaranteed. That's got to come soon. Oh, I think that will probably never come. But they should try to get it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they're going to try and argue that in the next one. But I, I also think, and I'm not calling it, not saying any of our guys. I'm not saying specifically anybody doing it. But there has been stories, and you've read them, where agents do talk to their guys and say, "Hey, you got a you got an injury. You got it. Like, don't push it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying they milk it or whatever. But I mean, I know guys do milk it. There was there was a saying back in the day that one guy in the locker. I don't know if they, this is in baseball, but they would nickname a guy the milkman. And it was the guy spring training. He would get an injury, and then he'd he'd milk the injury just to stay on the roster to keep mm-hmm. getting the check. And they would they would literally call him the milkman. They have anybody like baseball? You, you can't call really... him a mallard, a ducker, a ducker, <laughs> like mallard, in the mallard. House. Okay, yeah. we have that on tour too. I mean, guys, because you get, you got injury, get me- yeah, you medical? just claim medical, and if you're oh, yeah. out, I think it's if you're out for nine months, then you're. And to one of the du- who, who was it really? that wrote that paid, thing for yeah. like five six years, and he... there's a bunch of guys that have there are, they no kind of abused it. I think they they nipped it a little bit. Now it's like five years is yeah. max you can collect on a medical. Wow. It used to be I it's still a long time. If you can't figure it out by then, you're probably. But I think the players' golf probably not for you. And I forget who, where I saw it earlier in the year. The Players Association, because the next CBA is coming up soon. Negotiations are going to be happening. I don't know. But I think the, uh, somebody's, uh, the article said the Players Association is um, encouraging players to you know, make sure they don't push it and stuff. So be that completely healthy. So that yeah. when they get to that negotiation, they can go, look at all these injuries. you got to, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. All right. Love you. you got to anyway. go. We're out yeah, of time. Uh, we'll uh, Friday 5 pack. SharkFloorCoatings.com. We'll, we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah. Awesome. Plus six, plus one, minus one. Dan- is Dan... Going to be uh, hopefully not. Hopefully, uh, I can screw him. I'm picking for Dan tomorrow. Did he tell you that? No, no. He's he. he yeah, well, bets, let's talk. He, then. he bets real money. I don't want to. I know he that. does. Yeah, those are the ones that Anybody you want. Who bets against real- <laughs> 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 All right, uh, I got to ask Murph. Speaking of money, man, I really want to get your opinion on the the yeah. baseball side of the show. Hey, deal. Mm-hmm. I, It seems to upset competitive balance to me, but I don't know. You can better answer that question. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. We'll get into some baseball news with our man Murph. Cat, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. This is the drill to Custom Tree Surgeons Thursday. about me why don't they just let me live yeah, yeah. it's a shame my mic was off there I just didn't. it was off i think it was that is a shame oh that mic was on i was on oh it was on consider yourselves impressed um what is somebody on this but what this this book slaying the tiger what is that about no idea. You didn't read that book? You don't know anything about it? A book? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Shane that Ryan. was a long time ago. You were in ago. it. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, 10 years ago, 10 I guess? years ago, yeah. That's when I was peaking. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. You yeah. were the you were the Bay Hill uh, champion that year, I believe. Thought I was going to win the Masters. Did you? 
I mean, you came at close? some point I did. No, but before the tournament, Just I definitely yes, did. yes, man. No one remembers. No one wants to Google. <laughs> yeah, I almost won. You remember? I was second that year. Uh, uh, but so that, it, okay, so there's nothing to stand No, he did a chapter out. on me in that book. Wow, um, look at you. Shane did, I think. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. Were you okay with it? Are they, by the way, he presented you as a stand-up guy, so you just kiss the ground, you walk on, and move on. What? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right? I mean, you're just, well, not that you're not a stand-up guy, but I'm just saying, he, there's different angles he could have gone with. Fair? I remember the, doing <laughs> that interview with him, and that book is crazy, man. There's a, in my chapter is fine, but there's one on, like, Patrick Reed in there. Mm, it's, it's not very eye-opening. complimentary. And mm-hmm. that, is that what kind of generated all the what we quote know about Patrick Reed now? No, I mean we all uh, like inside the golf world, everyone kind of already knew about it, but uh, for the public, yeah. is he your, the most disliked player? I don't, tour? I don't mind him, yeah. at all. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about Patrick Reed. You know, uh, he was playing Hartford with a buddy of mine. They were in a twosome, and there's bunkers down the right, and he kind of hangs one out to the right. This made me like him more, by the way. And he hangs one out to the right, and he, and he gets a great kick, and it kicks left in the fairway. And he goes to hand the driver to his caddy, and he goes, see, good things do happen to bad people. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem like he plays it up, and he, he knows. knows what's up, he and knows. he plays it yeah. up, especially some like people, the Ryder Carp stuff. That- some people, and I've never understood this mentality because most of us want to run away from this label some people like being a i think he, thri- he thrives in it some he people plays the like villain it. well yeah i mean yeah, they, but they just, literally like being disliked yeah there are people that are where has he up. been by the way i haven't heard yeah, his he's name live, man what do you mean live well, you haven't heard him they're changing the game you haven't been watching the live documentaries mm-hmm. and the coverages and all the things live i haven't no um daniel it doesn't seem right to sign a guy for seventy million a year, yet pay him only two million a year—is this just so unique to Shohei that he can afford to do that, or does that bother you if you're, you know, another team who and you're watching somebody get a seventy million dollar property for you know for for apartment rent? Yeah, I I think the part of the deal it, it, with Shohei is he he did this for team flexibility, sure, uh, which I don't think is, is that's false. admirable. Yeah. yeah, but also at the same time, I think that his agent and I would say by an extension him. Wanted something that was going to do some shock and all, and you drop a seven handle <laughs> on a deal mm-hmm. that to the likes of the which no one's ever seen. That's shock and all. When I saw it and heard of the kind of what monumental deferments that were in the deal, it looks like the total value of it is four hundred fifty million ish present day, oh. which is massive, mm-hmm. a tons of money. Now, but how can they get away with saying it's seven hundred? Because that's the total dollars outlay that he'll get. But the first ten years are two million, so ten. 10 times 2 million. Oh, you're doing the and then, cost adjustment and all yeah, that and kind of stuff. Yeah, and then 68 million times won't 10. Won't be worth no, as much is what no your juice. point is. Yeah. yeah, won't be worth as much. Is, is Should there be, though, for a competitive balance, like, should there be maybe a percentage that you could that you could do? In other words, mm-hmm. if you're going to do something like that, but you got to take at least, you know, 50% in, in the year that, right. that you're under contract or whatever it might be. No, I like it. I like the free market. They came up 904. <laughs> 904, yeah. No, I, I like it. I like the free market because as, as free as, as baseball's market is in relation to other sports, it's it's becoming less free in the sense that it's – I don't want it's to a, – it's a game of elite players. And so you see that teams are willing to extend themselves for Shohei, but the Blue Jays basically came out and said, we have two budgets, one for Shohei and possibly other elite players like Yamamoto, um, and then we have another budget. Uh, budget for how the rest of the offseason will go if we don't get Shohei. And what ends up happening is just Shohei and Juan Soto and Betts and these guys at the top, 
the margin of production they give you that's so much better than your peers, the teams are willing to just better off to extend ourselves here, even if we know it's not going to be the best as far as that's you true know, difference maker. Uh, yeah. You know that, yeah. and then there's a players where you know whatever percent eighty down where they just bucket them as similar players. I can just I can I can offer a one year deal to this group of five or six players, whichever one of you sits down. I feel like I'll get reasonable production, so it, it doesn't matter to me necessarily. And now also at the same time, that market has been set. That well. also fits mm. your, you know, use the fantasy football metaphor. That's the same thing. You get to a draft, you're drafting round nine of fantasy football. You see five receivers at the end of the year. You know what? They're all probably going to have between five and 600 mm. yards and four and six touchdowns. Right. Sorry, just Which hopefully. is why you end up in the fantasy draft. You spend your ninth round draft capital on that, but you're willing to spend your first round draft capital on, on somebody who's supposed to be a ringer. And he, and he better be, because if he's not, saying, then your season, you're just like a baseball schedule. team. Uh, You've got to go trade for one. <laughs> What's the future of Clayton Kershaw? Does this impact his staying or leaving L.A.? Uh, and does he have enough game left to beat? Like, I've, I've been curious about him with the Braves. It's like a four. Mm. Oh, to go sign with the Braves? Yeah. Oh, no, I think he goes. To, it's either L.A. or Texas for him. And for I sure. think it's no, I'm just saying in general, yes. would that be as a uh, – if you're a fan of, te- of Texas, is that, mm. a, is that a positive addition? Is that an ass? Clayton. Yeah. Yes. He still plays at that level. Uh, what? Well, what? to be determined, I would say on the shoulder. Now, I think that either – if Clayton comes back, it's it's because he thinks he's going to be productive. Obviously, okay. we'll have to see how he responds to the shoulder. Why do you um, think he just gets wrecked in the post? I was going to ask the same question. Um, it, it, does it go back to the confidence thing? Like he, the, it was like the first his first mm-hmm. postseason ever, right? Didn't he get wrecked? So he's had a, he had a couple <sighs> postseasons early where one or two swings really can can get your line. So mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, one against the Cardinals, Matt Adams gets in there and he's throwing the ball pretty well Clayton is and you get in the fifth inning and a walk and a blooper and then all of a sudden somebody busts up the game like he does in three runs when you've only given up one so another one is too that I really appreciate about Clayton in the postseason he takes the ball in three days rest which is which almost doesn't exist anymore especially in 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 an industry now where pitchers aren't getting to 200 innings so if you get into a five game set when we played the Dodgers um in 15 we went Clayton, Grinky, games one and two at their place. And then you get a day off um, to travel. And so so game three, you run your third starter out there. But game four, you have a decision make. Right. Because you can run back to your top starter on short rest. And then that also gives you a chance to throw your, your second best starter on full rest for game five. Because it's a two travel, two games travel, one at the end. And Clayton always took that rock on three days rest. It was unpleasant to have to beat him or try to beat him twice in Green Kirk, Kershaw, I, I would imagine, without looking, I would imagine his career ERA is about three, is it not? Maybe even sub three, or has it gotten above that? I mean, he's had some years where he's had 2-2 two, two ERA. Historic season. That's what has jumped out from his uh, postseason. And you know, I think he used some of the same arguments you used earlier. You know, when you get to the postseason, the guy batting has got a little bit more intensity. He's a little bit better than, you know, the eight-hitter for the Rockies back in June. But his postseason ERA four four nine. Okay, that's that's yeah. a, that's way off from what he is. And you know, like Greg Maddox doesn't have unbelievable postseason stats. Mm. You know, not compared to the what you see him do um, in the regular season. But yeah, in his uh, postseason career, thirteen and thirteen ERA of four four nine, um, thirty nine appearances, strikeouts uh, down a little bit too. I want to circle back, uh, Daniel, um, uh, to the show. Hey, and I'm gonna bridge the subject that I know what your feelings are on it. I'm just gonna ask you to ponder the future with me this way what's your favorite I mean you're a baseball player but what's what's your favorite sport 
honestly. Like, as, as a fan. Is yeah. Fan? Yeah. Baseball. Okay. You're not allowed to say baseball. Okay. <laughs> Football. Football, right? Yeah, NFL. Yeah. Maddie? Same. NFL? I yeah, mean, isn't well. that pretty much? NFL rules the roost, does mm-hmm. it not? Yeah. How much of the NFL is popular? And I know... I know some of the popularity comes from office pools and fantasy football, and I get all that. But isn't part of it, too, in the NFL, part of the reason it is so successful is that old stat that we use that literally half of the playoffs, even with great dominant era teams, the half of the playoff field changes every year. Fans in every market feel like they legitimately have a chance because there's a salary cap. It's a level playing field. There's no, you can't shenanigan it like you do in some other sports. And while there's a cap, there's really not. Would it behoove baseball's popularity, or does it matter if there was some uniformity to the economics of the sport? I, you know, when you have a when you have a player who makes more in a year than eight other teams do, and I know what your answer can be quickly. Well, that's on the teams, right? Yeah. And and I get that. But would the sport become more popular if there were more parity? Baseball's the exact opposite. Let me tell you right now. You want me to tell you who's going to be in the playoffs next year? I bet I can get eight of the twelve. Yeah, but the, I consider so over this kind of really kind of d- digging back into baseball. I think that I really value pennants more than I did before this start, like winning your league. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably put too little emphasis on how cool it is and important it is an achievement to win a pennant, and too great an emphasis on the world championship. Well, as a Braves fan of the '90s, thank yeah. you. That makes me feel better. I can well, see if I can embrace that with you. Well, and then also I would say that that okay, so getting into the dance I consider to be different than like winning winning the pennant for um, sure and especially I mean, with more with, teams now but the the parody of the league as far as um it, it's well ken rosenthal the other day, i don't remember the stat but he kind of listed the parody in, in relation to the league um in the nfl over the last 20 years and there's been quite a bit of parody now what ends up happening is the teams that that don't spend as much as this they have more pressure on them to draft and develop players um, and, like the and the Rays have done it. They've been it, one of the it, few that have managed yeah, to do it, it, and here they are again, ready to unload stars. It seems. Yeah, and it it can be done. You have to thread the needle more. I also I would also say that there are teams that in the middle and small markets that cry a bit more poor than they are. It's not that they have as much revenues as the one, but they, <laughs> the owner wants the money himself they, rather than giving it to Shohei Otani. Perhaps I would say it this way: when they don't draft and develop and trade the way they would like to to have their big league team good. They don't pay the toll properly in free agency. Okay. Nobody likes free agency. Free agency reveals the sins of your organization. You don't have a second baseman coming in to be productive. You have to go to the free agent market, and you have to pay premium prices. Um, they seem to be more unwilling to do that. What about a franchise tag? Is that something that you would be? That's the qualifying offer. I, I guess you'd. I don't know. The NFL does it by the average of the five yes, highest do. paid. At yeah, the position. so you, you can make you can offer a player a one year deal for now. The number is probably eighteen million. It's the it's the average of the top 100 salaries, and it's kind of like a, um, a tender okay. contract. And so it's a qualifying offer. But can he turn it down if he wants to yes. and go into free agency? So mm-hmm. you can't, like in the NFL, if you have a star, like the Trevor Lawrence will never leave Jacksonville if they don't want him to. Right. And you don't you have that tender. opportunity in baseball, and I wonder if that would, you know. I, I, look, I don't mean to, uh, to, to, by the way, present baseball as like some dying on the vine fruit. Oh, yeah. I love baseball. Yeah. It, I mean, I— I wouldn't make it through summer if I didn't have baseball in the Braves. I'm as passionate about the Braves as I am about anything, but I'm I feel like I'm the exception among yeah. the average sports fan. And, and, and by the way, do you need to be that? I mean, not everyone needs to be. I you know, I grew up in an era I'm, a, I'm even older than you old guys. And I grew up in an era, buddy, where baseball was the king, man. I mean, Monday night baseball would get the kind of ratings that double current Monday night football ratings. 
And I don't know if it's the overexposure and suddenly every game's available and and the way you can follow. Like, my kids are huge baseball fans. They do not watch baseball games. They follow them on their phone. They do, yeah. you know, on the app. They stream. They watch highlights. Uh, game ends, and they'll watch the highlight feed from wherever. So, I, I understand those things change. But I just – I can't. I'm getting kind of tired of the NFL dominating everyone. Yeah. Where is somebody to punch yes. him in the nose a yeah. little bit? You know, they just like they their 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 poop don't stink and they just they don't, you know. So I'm ready for something to mount a charge. I just don't know if, if it can. Yeah. Live golf is coming on strong. Yeah, changing the game, changing the game. <laughs> Murph, appreciate you. What you got going on this this uh, holiday season? You just uh, we'll hanging be, out at the house. And, yeah, we're hanging at the house. We'll be here. We'll head down to West Palm Christmas Day. Yeah, see my we do wife's that a lot. Yeah. yeah, so half days to finish up this week for the kids, and we'll be excited to have them. Uh, one of my one of my boys, he loves to golf, so really? he's been he's been begging me. Do we have? Because when he gets home, it's been getting dark so uh-huh. fast. He goes, "Do we have enough sunlight to go hit golf balls?" So mm-hmm. I'm I've got that awesome. up on the menu. That's yeah. awesome. I'll enjoy. It. Uh, Merry Christmas to yes, you and your Merry family Christmas and the extended. As well, uh, Matt, you and I are just going to keep toiling mm-hmm. when we return. You can win a ball Let's game this weekend. Come on, you Jags. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need a big one. We yeah. do. We need a big one this week. All right, it's, uh, been a, it's a custom tree surgeon's Thursday. Appreciate the Murphy Power Hours uh, today. It gives us a little bit of OT. Uh, Maddie and I will be back. Uh, e, let's go ahead and see what's trending next segment. Let's leave plenty of time. We stole some of Jaguars today's time yesterday. I want to give it back if we can at the end of today's program. Appreciate y'all listening along, whether it is uh, online, via the app, uh, watching through many of those uh, platforms or just good old school listening in the car. You're listening to The Drill on 92.5 FM. hey oh, that means it's time for a Drill Speed Trap Alert brought to you by Catlin Truck Accessories, radar detection, and more. Everything you need for car, truck, or van. Right there, my friends, at Catlin Truck Accessory. Uh, yeah, we, we are uh, monitoring that express lane, it appears. Uh, I-295 South. Bound. If you're on the Beltway and you're in the express lanes, keep those speeds down. Keep that cash in your pocket. Um, you guys know who the parlay picker is? Who's that? You ever heard that phrase, parlay picker? You is ever it like an AI thing that picks parlays for you? It's a great guess. No, um, it's not AI, and whatever parlay picker is uh, picking, you would want to run in the opposite direction. <laughs> Apparently, parlay picker is the screen name. Mm. It's the ID on FanDuel and DraftKings for one, Amit Patel, oh, who gosh. will apparently be in court today, I believe. I read it today's Thursday, right? I think he has his first appearance today. Somehow his attorneys are going to try and tell me that Amit Patel lost $21 million playing FanDuel. <laughs> Not buying it, bro. Guy just can't hit a parlay to save his life. Well, there's a story. It's a, it'd be a good read. If you like, if you like, you know, daily fantasy sports and you and this is – you like – juicy salacious stories the guy had a reputation like they just made fun of all the hot look, most people play FanDuel and DraftKings and prize picks and the, like I do you're getting these little two dollar games yeah. you're just doing it there's also this other world of these professional gamblers where they're playing the three thousand dollar games yeah, or they, they have, have computer models 5500 you right you know how to do it you know how many lineups you got to put in well Part of this story on Patel and the fact that he's got his first court appearance and the fact that he's, you know, somehow a victim. Um, you know, part of it is they talk to these guys that are high up in the professionalism of, of you know, of the daily fantasy sports. And they're all, yeah, this guy's a joke. You just run to get in this contest. I, to my knowledge, he's never won anything. And like, one of the trackers has him down to like has him have having lost 500 grand. So I don't care how much he played that's undocumented. To try and sell this is, you know, poor me. I've got a gambling addiction, and I, I stole $22 million and spent it all there. That's, 
That's silliness. I mean, unless you're gambling in that condo you bought at the beach or this new car or those watches, then I'm not so sure. So, yeah, the parlay picker. Yeah, not so much for Amit Patel, who apparently, uh, I, I think, um, has has court date today. Let's see what's trending. It's brought to you by Pet Paradise. Look, I've been telling you about a great little promotion that they've got going. Or Do you need a new pup? Because there's a new pup that needs you. Um, home for the holidays, they're calling at Pet Paradise, partnering with Florida Urgent Rescue to find loving homes for four local pups in need. You can check out the available dogs by going to Pet Paradise's website. The four dogs looking for a forever home. Each pup also participating in Pet Paradise's 21-day dog training program. They have that available to you now as well. Uh, so they will arrive at their new home with a one-year wellness plan from New Day Veterinary Care, just another subsidiary of Pet Paradise. Man, if you love your pet and you're not going to Pet Paradise, you don't love them as much as you think you do. So visit Pet Paradise today. Number five. Uh, Maddie, you got a pretty good uh, handle on, on sports. Does the name Tracy Thompson ring a bell to you? she a reporter? No. It's actually a he. Oh, my bad. Trace Thompson, isn't it? Trace Thompson? Is it Trace? Is it Clay Thompson's brother? Clay is that who you're talking yeah, about? his brother. I think it's Trace Thompson. He's a uh, he's a, an outfielder. He was with the Dodgers, and he got traded to, like, maybe, like, yeah, the pull- Rangers or— Well, I pulled it specifically because uh, our, our dear friend who just left us, uh, Murph, he just signed a deal with the Mets. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just uh, signed a, a minor league deal with the Mets. Old Trace Thompson, good for him. Thompson had had moments with the Dodgers. He was forced into the lineup. I bet okay. he has a bet he has a 15 home run season on his maybe even more. So uh, it's a piece. It's not what you're going to build around. But I'm glad Dan's not here today uh-huh. to give us 10 minutes of a breakdown on Trace Thompson. <laughs> so we've got that going for us. Number four. Um. Southwest, they're doing something for folks, Southwest Airlines. Um, they're offering a free extra seat for plus-size passengers. I don't know about this one, Jeff. <laughs> well, here's the problem with that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Guess who's paying for that? Us Everybody non-plus. Else? Yeah, <laughs> right? The non-fatties. There is no... Okay, well, listen. There's no business plan where you give stuff away for free. And Southwest ain't doing anything. What's happening now are the oversized are going to make us pay for their oversized. That's a fact. I I don't I mean, okay, whatever. Yeah. You can't give it away and not raise prices. It's just not possible. So And by the way, what 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 are the criteria? Uh, like you have to be certain overs like how yeah, what, so are you going to reward people even for being larger than cause smaller? Cuz if that's the case, I'm going to try to play. Hey, I'm plus size. I need an extra seat. Or 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 just stuff, you know, go buy a new pair of $2 pants and buy a shirt and just, yeah, stuff yourself. I need two seats. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Again, we're removing, we're removing every layer of accountability that's a, in that's our society. A, we just remove accountability everywhere until, you know. That's a just, whiff for me. That's a huge whiff. Number three. Hey, man, are you a movie person, like TV shows and movies? Uh, a little bit. Okay, well, Netflix just, uh they released their top 10 most viewed TV shows. And movies. So I ain't going to give you all 10, but I'll give you the top. Ever? Give me. Uh, from, this, from this year. year. From January to June. Is Squid Games one of them? No, it's not. Um, at number five, the top movie was The Mur- Murder. Number four was Your People. No, I'm sorry. It was You People at 181.8 million hours viewed. Number three was Extraction 2. Number two was Luther. Thought. And number one, The Mother. Really? 
Never I, even heard I, of them. I haven't heard of any of those, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm on Suits I, right now. I saw two and three. I, I probably I don't remember. I watched too much stupid stuff. I probably have seen all. Are those movies or those shows? Those are the movies. So the shows. Yeah, the movies. I probably have seen all of those, to be honest. The uh, So The Night Agent was number one. Some Night Agent saw that. I'm surprised that Mother is number one. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. shocking to me. Genie in Georgia, number two. I don't watch as many shows. I'm more of a movie guy. The Glory, Wednesday, and Queen Charlotte wrap out the top five for the top shows. Mm. I, I've heard of maybe two of these. Number two. Oh, Tay-Tay was out in New York partying last night. Oh, it's really? It's her birthday. She celebrated her 34th birthday in New York, and guess who wasn't there? Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh-huh, yeah, practice, boy. <laughs> he was too busy, was too busy uh, with his chief, uh, Chiefs teammates learning how to line up on sides. Um, and then she partied at a, uh, a members-only club. Now, what do you think goes on in a members-only club? I know what goes on. <laughs> Decadence. Password <laughs> is Tay-Tay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, like, also, I wonder who all, who's in I, there. I don't see her getting too wild, Jeff. I uh, know she's pretty straight now. Yeah. I, Taylor Swift is fine. She's yeah. just ruining the Chiefs. It's not her fault that she's so Good. mesmerizing Good. that they've lost all contact with their. This this movie Mother came out in 2017, and it's the number one movie in 2023. It's a psychological horror film that stars uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Have I not seen this? How is this possible? I feel like Taylor's muddying muddying up her brand a little bit, hanging with Brittany Mahomes. Uh, oh no! Uh, yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't no. know. I, I don't. I, I just. I these two kids. I hope. I. I. I feel sorry for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> He's doing all right. I know this will never last. You don't think they look happy? Man. I feel like but it might see, last. I'm not they're, saying they're, they're not happy. happy, and I don't care. That's great. I'm glad they're happy. You know who else was happy? Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley. They were happy. You know who else was happy? Huh? Uh, Tristan Thompson and <laughs> Khloe Kardashian. You know who else was happy? Kim and Kanye. You know who else? Was, uh, do I need to go on, man? The chance. If you, I listen to me. The chances that these two kids are together in two years, two percent. I don't know. I I, I disagree. I made she's this been mistake. Dating, she's been dating I all lo- these foo-foo musicians. I she's literally lost a-, a dime bet betting on Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley would be the one this time. I literally you lost, lost that. I did. They mm-hmm. won't stay together, nor will Travis. Now, Travis, I mean, I, I think to stay with her, he's going to have to quit football. <laughs> That's what I think. I don't Number think we have any one. idea of the maintenance level we're dealing with here, boys. Right, I mean the maintenance right. level. It's hard. I mean, so what? I, I'm only being half serious or unserious when I say she's ruining the Chiefs. I don't think the toll on Travis Kelsey is being properly, you know, measured. That is maintenance. This dude is acting like a 13 year old crushing on his middle school teacher with the first realization of attraction. I mean, he is out there, buddy. Two kids in love, though. Number one. And the number I decided one I'm going to go home and watch Mother today. And then I'll realize, oh, yeah, I've seen this. <laughs> number one trending topic. This we just on Number this. one. Draymond Green is suspended indefinitely by the NBA. Now, indefinitely, there's no number on that. Jeff, some people are thinking 
after the new year. So yeah. that's probably about 20 I said 20 games. days yesterday. You both looked at me a little cockeyed. You said like 20 games, not 20, 20 games. Yeah, right? 20 games. You guys looked at me a little cockeyed. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way. I, I don't know. I just sense a point. This guy's off the track, man. Says he's got to meet, what, league re- league requirements until he can come back. What is that, anger management yeah, classes? Yeah, classes think. and stuff. It's but those t- classes, it's not just like one class is going to turn you around. And let's be real, anger, it probably doesn't work at all anyways. Well, and well, the one thing that Dre, at least they're saying, again, I'm just going by the reports, but they're saying that Draymond is at least receptive to the fact that, yeah, I am a little off the chain. Like, I think this one he actually admitted that, yeah, I was wrong. He That's that's a step up for him. But, I mean, listen, man. The guy's a menace. And with the play, you, you, you all remember what happened in the playoffs last year. He stomped Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah. Stomped his chest while he's laying prone on the ground. He has all I, of He should have been suspended for the year when he did that. E.T., I still think his most violent move was that punch he threw at, at Pool? Jordan Poole in practice. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, that was that a shot. Yeah, it's, it's all, and, and, and you know what? Here's what's happened, man. It's it's not it's been allowed damn near like encouraged and applauded. Mm. I mean, there's a segment on social media. Yeah, get them. You know what I mean? That that like to see that fieriness, and it's uh, it's not working. So I think that you know, there's no pushback here. I, I think Draymond needs to take a step back. You know, he's losing like half million a game. Oh, is he really? Oof. Yeah. Oof. How much money do these dudes make that Draymond oh. Green makes that kind of money? Ouch. That's what's trending. Brought to you by Pet Paradise. Back with more next. You're listening to The Drill. Matt Every in studio with us. UF Hall of Famer Daniel Murphy. I appreciate his time with us today. Uh, and much more. So uh, we will be back next on 1010XL. You know, speaking candidly, in, in the game where I, you know, made some mistakes that I typically don't make and I thought some of my progressions were off and some of the decisions I made, you know, I, I, would, I want back. So... It's all of us that have a hand in it. So I think we're all frustrated when you come in Monday and you watch the tape and you're just trying to make the corrections and move on. You just want to get another chance to play and get that out of your system. Uh, Frustrations, sure, but we heard from both Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson, and they said it very believable. They're they're confident, right? They they know what they've kind of done wrong. Um, Look, the Ravens come to town with the number two defense in the NFL, both scoring and total defense. So, um, And there is no good way to attack them. The Ravens are fourth in the league in pass defense. And they are a little bit worse, more like 11th or 12th in run defense, but still it's only 104 yards a game. The Jags, by the way, 92 yards a game, still fourth in the NFL against the run. That is where the Ravens' offensive strength lies, is running the football. So I I feel like our best – Asset going in, though, is just a little bit of a do factor. We're a good team. We haven't played good. We haven't shown up on, on, on you know, primetime football. I, I just kind of feel like we're due for a better effort and outcome. Yeah, so, and, we're, and we're not doing the blackout, right? No, enough of that silliness, <laughs> yeah, too, by the we, way. We don't need that. Uh, the <clears throat> forecast, no bueno. Really? What we got? At least I'm looking at it for now. Uh, this Sunday, high of 66, low of 51, 97% chance of rain. Windy with rain heavy at times. Winds 20 miles an hour. Jeez. This would be perfect if our O-line were playing and the running game was going because, as I said, the Ravens are better against the pass than the run. But we can't, you know, we don't have a run game to, to take advantage of this kind of night. I don't, you know, and by the way, I think that's also overplayed. I think the pass, I think the pass game offers as much advantage in the rain because your guy knows where he's going and there's yep, doesn't. I've always thought that. Yeah. Uh, real quick, going back to that clip we had of Trevor talking about his progressions. I have a buddy and I, I don't really think this, but I have a buddy who's convinced Trevor locks in more than 
any other quarterback in the league. Well, some guy. people have said that, right? We've had some of the opponents say, get him off his first read, and, you know, mm-hmm. he's a first-read guy. And then we've had others answer that that is not accurate from this standpoint. <clears throat> if you have the least amount of time to throw in the NFL, fact, not opinion. Sure. You can't make four reads. Right. It's not time. So, yeah, your first read better be open because odds are some big 280 is about to drive you into the ground because the offensive line, we're still waiting to man up. I mean, I, I think so. Um, now, to to the point of your buddy, uh, others are saying it, right? There, yeah. are, there are players in the league that are saying it. I don't think they're saying it necessarily as the insult that it can kind of come across as, but I'm not so worried really right now about – about the reach. I'm worried more about an offensive line that is just should be, you know, sued for lack of protection. That's what it feels like. Fair enough. Um, Jaguars today is next. We stole some of their time. We're already a little bit over. Uh, training was brought to you by Pet Paradise. It's been a custom tree surgeon's Thursday. Maddie, appreciate you. We'll see yeah, you again see tomorrow. Um, and I, I know the Googans are enjoying this while we're not at full strength, uh, pre- you know, stocking back up past full strength. Uh, Appreciate Murph being in today. I know he's on the ride home. Uh, appreciate Maddie here all week. Um, Matt's podcast, straight down the middle-ish, is it's a good listen. It's a fun listen. And your next one, you said, is Spencer Levine. Yeah, it's and you said it's it, it's pretty priceless. It's um well, he's he's a bit of a unicorn in the golf world. He's never done social media. He doesn't do interviews, but he is the biggest character well uh ever we and, have clips and we're bringing them tomorrow yeah. so we'll have a little bit of fun with that that's part of our friday we'll have our other friday spectaculars as well introduce you to jaguars today next now the two minute drill brought to you by tire out keeping 1010xl on track with wholesale prices and premium service tire out jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop Here, don't worry. I'm talking with D Rock inside the business. Mike's off there. I hope. Yeah, good. Tolerable. Hey, Tony. Sorry. What's up? I'm good, man. I'm just, just finding a way to fritter away your time. Anyway, uh, uh, what do you got coming up today? Uh, we'll I see have. Yeah, I know you have Mike. Mike Dorocco because we're chatting it up over yeah, here, just yeah. oblivious. Uh, we'll do the breakfast bowl picks in the second hour um, this morning, as I brought breakfast this morning yeah that's yeah it's kind of rare uh pathetic week uh, uh we heard yeah you gave uh, Dan multiple and guys I. got hurt and, now i mean it was a bad week though it's all on me i brought breakfast this week so we'll do the picks in the second <laughs> hour of the program <laughs> and our question of the day other than trevor lawrence and josh allen which three players will have the biggest impact on the jaguar's success in the final month of the season that's kind of in line with yesterday's question to a degree because you you're can asking take some about of those guys right but yeah yeah, that's that's, that's a good one, and uh, the true answer may be we're going to need more than those three. Oh, yeah. That's the way it's gone. Oh, yeah, it's but a team three, sport. Yeah, yeah we got to get the running game going, but I, I don't know if the answer would be ETN or the three guys block, block, pick three blocking in front of them. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's maddening what um, what had been such a strength is is not been so far this year. Okay, well the uh, Jaguars today with with Mike and Tony and D Rock and and the boys E. Now, today's takeaways brought to you by Key Buick GMC, where our family dealership has been helping families buy vehicles for over 50 years. All right, my takeaway on a custom tree surgeon's Thursday is, um, yeah, we were asking about the blackout and, you know, yeah, thankfully no blackout, blissfully unaware that apparently it's a teal out. That's my takeaway. We got a teal out this Sunday night, so I'll have fun with that out there. Uh, the three amigos put together a solid show on this Thursday. That was fun. Appreciate those guys. Daniel Murphy, um, 
Uh, Matt Avery, both spending some time with us. Both really good, by the way, on the air. Gonna have a future in the business. We better be careful. All right, it's uh, been a custom tree search this Thursday. Enjoy Jaguars today. We will see you tomorrow.